Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 85. Right now, I'm in the city of El Sereno. I have a very, very, very special guest, Sarayi. And what's your podcast name? Poderosa Podcast. Um, I heard your podcast uh, when Sarah's Market uh, posted on their story. And uh, dudes from LA Podcast talked about you like two episodes back. And I was like, I want to see what this podcast is about. But um, when I heard the episode with Sarah, um, I liked it. It was you're a good storyteller. Thank you. I like it so much. Thank you. And how long have you been doing podcasts? So I've been doing uh, podcasting for about two months now. And Mm -hmm. uh, since the initial intro, I've been posting weekly. Mm -hmm. So how's that going? I I love it. I think Mm -hmm. um, the momentum is good. I think people are actually getting to see what the purpose of the podcast is and um i I really enjoy it so i'm i'm looking to do this for the long run it's it's the hope yeah when um when i heard your episodes and i was talking to uh sergio from deuce from la podcast i was like i don't know what i like where where her head's at on the podcast i like stories i like where she's at and i was like you know thinking to myself like I want to see if I could try to fit her in uh, with my schedule, try to get her on the podcast because yeah. I'm really cramped because um, we talked earlier. I am, I'm traveling doing about six to maybe eight podcasts uh, like a week. Right. And it's, it's very, it's very time consuming. So I wanted to try to get you in uh, before uh, I take two months off. Well, thank you. I, I know I mentioned um, before that. I was really humbled by the fact that uh, it's actually being listened. That's the entire purpose of it. Obviously, anybody that has a podcast, but I am excited that people are noticing and that they're listening to these stories that I'm trying to get out. So I like that. And this is going to be the the episodes on your podcast. This is strictly for women only. Well, for now, it's women Uh only. Um, I'm starting to get open to the idea if it's I'm interviewing a woman and they happen to feel comfortable with their partner or whoever they're whether it's business or whatever they do in the community to come on and uh, join them I'm okay because it's not a man bashing podcast Mm -hmm. it's more I want to give light to the role that the woman is taking in whatever whatever it is that they do whether it's in their career whether it's uh, something to do with the community and, and that's the entire reason why i started the podcast nice see steven from sarah's market there is hope now <laughs> so don't cry about it now hey if you can't get on Megan Matt will get you we'll on we'll do another one we'll do we'll another one because i don't want him crying like hey man like how could they don't bite guys on it's like don't worry steve we'll, we'll work something i took out. a picture of sarah at sarah's market uh-huh. and he was in the background like really angry and as a joke i posted him saying like if steven um, knows that you haven't logged on or listened to her podcast and it's like really funny he's really funny dude, gosh so. Steve man <laughs> well, I was gonna go see you tonight too dog <laughs> uh, I can't wait to have them on I mean that episode like I said the episode Sarah's Market I loved it I heard it about no lie about two times two or three times two Thank and a half you. and um, when let, let's go back um, when you started the episode that was an um, intro to, to, for all the, the new li- podcast listeners to get to know you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I did a, a small, I think it was like maybe like 10 minute intro and it was just that. I know I have the website, 
um, and you can go on the website and it just talks about briefly about what the podcast is about but I wanted to just give a little insight on what I'm about why I was doing the podcast and um, actually it has the most listens obviously it's the first one. Oh yeah mm-hmm. well it's always going to be the first ones like an intro like you know when uh, when I started the podcast I accidentally put an intro including episode one out um, at the time when I started my podcast, I, for two days, I was trying to edit, trying to do this for, you know, and what had days off and, uh, Martin Rizzo, he's a comedian. He told me about anchor and all that. And I, for, for some reason, like, you know what? I give up. I don't want to do it no more. So I was only for 30 minutes. The story happened where when I put it out, Felipe Esparza, George Perez, a lot of these celebrities were tagging me shout outs to Mega Man doing the Mega Man's podcast and I was like oh fuck well how did you know them well from from the podcast I listen to the podcast or go to the comedy shows okay so I was like back then a fanboy got it and now now doing a podcast so the Ice House in Pasadena Ice House you know the Brea there were uh, Harvells you know like Orange County and all that so when you do the anchor, it takes about a, a maybe a couple of weeks to to reach all the platforms. Right. So when it did, uh, I was like, okay, whatever, I'm not gonna give up. And one week I was off social media. When I turned my social media back on, um, I had over close to 150 to 160 messages. Right. Hey, when's the next episode? I was like, we talking about? It's like, yeah, you did the Mega Man podcast intro. It's like, I whatever. It's like, we'll do it again. Right. And so I was like, I got so much pressure doing the podcast. I was like, what do I do? I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't challenged to do. I didn't know what to say. I was just going, you know, on top of my head, like, what am I going to do? Right. It was hard. It's really hard, isn't it? It's really hard. I don't think um, people understand that, like, the editing and actually mm-hmm. setting up an interview and all of that is so time consuming and yeah. it does get to you. I, mm-hmm. I know sometimes when I have. Uh, guests that I feel like who am I to get these stories out like I, I like shut down and then I say like why like who am I I'm like nobody I'm like a little person and I said and all right like trying to get all these big stories out there and then and then when I get the positive feedback like that's probably the mm-hmm. best thing out of everything that people yeah. are responding so well to having mm-hmm. these women talk about their journeys it's yeah awesome when 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 I started doing the podcast up uh, I was doing a lot of solos with no guests and I was trying to find my rhythm. So I was like, how am I going to reach my audience? So I put out a, a series called The Mega Man's Life, part okay. one through five, which talks about my childhood, my struggles, being homeless, right. uh, being a single father, coming from a broken home. I'm going through a lot of stuff. You because, went vulnerable, full-blown vulnerable yeah. and put your story out there. But you, but yeah, because you have you you want people you want people to get to know you, understand you and right. all that. So with all the stuff, it was very 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 unfiltered. Right. It was very like wow, I wouldn't put my my life out. But in a way, you want people to know like your story is like wow, you've been through a lot. At least I'm not the only one. Right. And that's where little by little I was reaching my getting my numbers and my audience and that was just being me for me and that's where I got a lot of love and respect from people but it's like man man I would never do that say about my life but you did 
Right. And you got a second chance. You you redeemed yourself. You're getting your life back together. Because, I mean, I, I, I didn't have a good life. See, and I don't know if this happens for you, but... I say a lot, like I'm unfiltered too, I go on there and I don't realize, I do know what I'm saying, I'm conscious, obviously I'm present when I'm doing the interview, Yeah. but you replay it and you listen to the podcast and I'm like, what the fuck, why did I say that, right? And then mm-hmm. I get really self-conscious about the fact that it's a very vulnerable platform that you're mm-hmm. telling your story, that you're really laying it out loud and saying like, hey, I'm a real ass person trying to do something really good for the community. You know the thing I like what you said? We're going to we're gonna get crazy, 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 <laughs> crazy, crazy. It's like, well, I was like thinking to myself, how crazy can you yeah. get? But you like, I, I get, I talk in three. Sometimes I'll say things like, I have to say it three times in order for it to be like, yeah, we're going to get crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I get that. It's like crazy, like rock star status. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how it is. But it, I didn't get to my my rhythm until like maybe the 40th episode. Okay. And it took time. So once you kind of look back and kind of go, okay, I'll do this, i do this. Right. But for some reason, um, I just woke up like last year of December and I was just like, you know what? I had an idea. I want to start getting guests. I want to see what I can do. I have a little connections here and there. Let's 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 fucking make it work. Right. And I started getting guests here and there, and you know they were iffy about you, like what you're all about. But when they you they, when they feel so comfortable with you and they know what you're all about, and they judge you to see if you're fake or not, right. and you build that bond, and now like you're forever like friends and forever family. They love you, and they would support you and back you up no matter what. Right. And that's where if I get this guest or this more and more connections and more social media more likes and more love you get right and people will understand it's like wow i want to be on her podcast very nice yeah i i love that i i agree i'm on the same page with you and i think um i've listened to some podcasts i think you had mentioned this before that sometimes you tune in and then you're you like bored. oh you know they're not being as yeah. real as possible and I you think can tell the point of this is to be as real as possible and yeah. then to say like, hey, real ass shit happens to real ass people yeah. and yet we're still doing all this, right? We're trying to make a difference. The reason why you say that is that when I do my podcast, how I am talking to you and how I am off air, I'm me. Right. There's no fakeness. Right. Like I can be the most bluntest person, but a lot of people don't want realness. They don't want like they don't want they, they don't feel like well, why would you say that to me? So you want me to be honest with you or right. do you want me to be fake honest with you? Right. Choose choose what you want. But in a way, it's like, man, it's kind of good that he told me that. Right. You got to have real honesty. Well, some people take it that way and then there are people take it a whole different all way. The sensitive, right? <laughs> yeah. All the sensitive emo yes. people? Yeah, I get that. You know, I Actually, get that. I was just at emo nights last night with um, Evil Cooks. I help them here and there sometimes. They don't have a Oh, cashier. really? Yeah. So I go and I'll charge for them. It gets really busy. Is it? Are they? Are, are they always there every Tuesday at Bermuda Tassa? Um, they are there every Tuesday. Cause I seen the burritos. Yes. I can't finish that they shit. They are. They're awesome. I tried the um, the hot Cheetos one this past Saturday. No, I'm sorry, Tuesday that I went there. I have to pass on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will just eat shit hot Cheetos forever for yeah. days. It was so good. I, I I have hot Cheetos with my burritos, with everything, with my menudo. I eat all that. Right. I just that's no good. But That's like worse than beers. I was at emo nights and people are pretty emo. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> emo, I mean, it's okay. I mean, like they get drunk and then the hair goes in front of the eye and then they're like, "Can I have two tacos?" Like it's 
like the whole just vibe i'm like oh shit you're like legit emo right now if, if i see people like that all like evo fight i'll just go look at him hey let it go buddy yeah, let, he, it go. let it go he can't control you man <laughs> hey, hey say sorry to your dad or mom dude it's okay man go, it's yeah. okay let's move on <laughs> unless he unless he just got done listening to morrison oh yeah or prayers who knows they play a gang of stuff there i don't know if you've been but mm-hmm. it's it's a good it's a good vibe i you know i like it you should I try like... being emo for once a month oh hell no i just be in my room all day <laughs> And, play, and watch Netflix right. <laughs> and watch Taco Chronicles and that's as emo as you can get I, I can't be I can't, I, I can't see myself as that it's like on the thing I used to be very depressed and suicidal back in the day I, I was going through some hardships so I can't be like that no more I just feel like what am I going to do here be stuck and be, in, be depressed I have to like you know what right. let's get up let's do this let's, I want to make it happen it I want to just do something I have to do I have to be out Right. I was like, I feel like if I just stay home, I just wasted a whole day and maybe something happened. I should have, should have, could have, would have. Right. Yeah. What about you? I can be a homebody. I'm not going to lie. I High can five do, on that. High five I on can, that. Like, totally sleep. Hulu and Netflix. Oh Hulu. my goodness. Yes. And then just veg out and then not do anything. And, and then my husband's the opposite. Like it hits like maybe three or four. We've been home all day. And then he'll be like, oh, I'm going to go grab a coffee. Like it's just work. He's always out and about. I can be a homebody, but I also love to network, so I love to be in different events. I like to show up, meet new people. Like, it's my thing. I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I know I'm good at it, so I like to go meet, make connections. And do you do you focus only on East LA, or you just go anywhere where there's events? At this point, I'm, I'm open to anybody. I've been really strict. Well, actually, no. I had somebody who works out in Santa Ana. But she um, she commutes from Montebello. But yeah, for the most part, it's it's the East LA area. It's I'm hitting the people that I know that are around me, and then that way I'm growing by meeting the people that they know, and then it's just it's this really growing awesome process. I I I love Long Beach, but in a way I love coming to East LA. Right. Be the reason why you got a lot of little food stands here. You right. never there's a little little nug little pearls right there, little gold nuggets right there. <laughs> it's just um, you guys make you guys got some make some bomb ass fucking food. Yes. Sorry for my unfiltered language, fuck. You know, <laughs> but you, you have you, there's some good places to go. My eat. dad in Spanish, he always say, um, "What is this saying?" He goes, um, "No voy a decir chingaderas en frente de la pinche gente." Like he's just like, "I'm not gonna fucking cuss anymore in front of the fucking people, right?" And he'll say it in front of people, and I'm always like, "Dude, stop." I love him already. Yeah, <laughs> you love him. My my girl's like, "You cuss too much." Like, what the fuck you want me to do? Exactly. That's I think I get it more because I'm a woman, and people, well, people that listen to the podcast, somebody, um, I think they heard the intro and they messaged me and said, "You said fuck a lot," and I said, "Well, I say fuck a lot." in real life why would i not say fuck a lot if i'm doing a podcast and it's about me and the people i'm meeting right i get it and um i mean just have to keep it real leave it how it is there was a study that um people that cuss a lot they're actually really smart there's like something going like hand in hand so i'm always like oh i'm just showing my enlightenment (laughs) i feel like when people cuss like they they think like She's she could be very alpha or he could be very alpha. I'm actually very alpha. I could tell. I am. You know why? Because you bring off that energy. I'm very. Because earlier I can tell like, oh, okay, we're okay. I like where she's at. I like. <laughs> I guess you could people. I know the energy, sense, and how you are. Your your right. your aura. 
I could I could tell you right off the bat like she's alpha. I'm definitely an alpha. I like that. I like to observe and study and see the patterns, but right. I, I'm more of alpha too, but I like to get things done. I don't I don't like to do things in the last minute. Okay. I like to do it two weeks before. You're like planning mm. and break it down and actually that's a very um masculine trait. It's uh, I went to um, a workshop at Eastside Cafe and they talked about um, female traits and male traits and how when you have a female like I'm not an expert in this but like if you're a wounded female you um, run on your male trait yeah and um, that was one of the things that they talked about like planning and taking care of everybody around you and all that stuff it's like very alpha like male so you're actually doing exactly what you're supposed to be and i can tell by your voice too on the podcast like she means business i mean business you you could well if you hear yourself more you can tell like okay just just, she knows what's up she like she knows what how she wants her podcast she knows what people to interview and she really knows how you want your podcast to be thank you don't i don't give a care if that lady said you can't say that fuck her i don't give a care right but you be you you and you know I'm, I'm gonna say this and I, I know you're my podcast I rarely listen to women's podcasts you're like the second or third one I listen to uh, shout out to Gina Brion she has a podcast and yours and uh, Kate Quigley she's a comedian uh, right. called Date, Dates Failed and uh, I wanna get you on because I want to know uh, a woman's point of view on the podcast and also badass chicas forgot about them too <laughs> and but i want to know a woman's point of view thank you so what exactly do you like anything you know like i know it could be driven well it's all about men but i i'm more seeing how society social media what you see on tv you eat books and i just want to see it's all i want everything to be equal okay you know you know that can go into the workplace. It go. It can go to a brewery. It can go to anywhere. Right. And I just want to uh, understand how a woman feels in that. So, it's like I can have a good understanding and not be like, kind of like, oh, it's all about men. Right. It's like that. And so then that's why I had um, said that this isn't about man bashing. I'm not no. against um, <clears throat> the role that men play in women's lives or just making things happen i i understand i feel like people need to coexist and we need to work together and all that but the purpose of this podcast and why i started and why i feel like maybe you read so much of alpha in my voice is that i want to make sure that i get the message across that we are doing a million things and straight still to the point doing badass things right yeah you have i um I had three jobs. I was wow. finishing school. Three jobs? Three jobs. Oh, my gosh. Um, finishing school and then still coming home, taking care of my kids. And I got a lot of help from my family, but all of these things were on my plate. And, and those things don't get glorified, right? It's just sort of like, oh, okay, she's getting it done. And it's expected. And then I had given an example of, you know, in a in both parents, men, when they're involved, it's like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. Like, your husband helped you change the diapers like that's awesome right and then i think no they're also the fucking parent right so women are expected to do certain things and i think maybe in business and in certain careers there isn't enough light or spotlight shun on the work that women are doing and that's exactly what i want to do and i i'm you guys are listening so the point's getting across and I'm really excited about it. It makes me really humble too. I, I totally get it and I totally respect what you just fucking said right now. You're you're working three jobs. Right. You have kids. You are going to school. Right. 
and you have a family and everything that supports you. I, I totally get that. But a lot of people will think like, oh, she just got lucky. Right. Like, oh, she got help. Let's see what she do with no family, no help or this. Or if, you know, the, if the, let's say if there's a woman out there was going through the same situation, but there is no father in the picture or this or baby daddy. And let's see. How, you know, I just hate when people put like, why bash on someone who's getting her shit together? And for some people just to bash on that. Right. I cannot stand that. It's like you either have to be the worst of the worst, and then they like those stories, right? We're like, and that's awesome. Like I glorify women that really do it on their own and things, but everybody has their own journey, and that's why I like this too because I have people like the exotic dancer on here, mm-hmm. and then Sarah's market, and then we have somebody in behavior, and then we have somebody doing community facility. You know, it's it, everybody comes from different paths, and I really enjoy that we're that I'm somehow putting all together and. Mm-hmm we're on the same platform which is mm-hmm. something rare i feel mm-hmm. right I, yeah, oh yeah i with the podcast with your life how it is i it's like you're grinding it's like there always feels like with your family with your job with your podcast that's the don't only those main three things you should focus on right. but you've got to know how to balance it out right that, that that will be a challenge one day when you when your podcast gets more bigger and bigger it's gonna be more like man what do i have time because you know you're gonna need time for breaks here and there because i hate it when people say why do the podcast if you don't make no fucking money right i do this for fun i do this don't think about money if you want to think about money when you start a podcast get out right you just do it because you it it keeps you it keeps you grounded Right. But it, it make it make you're happy and you happy for what you do and you're building connections, you're building your numbers and right. and you're just you're you're making a lot of new people. Right. You're you know, creating your podcast and, and how you want your platform to be. Right. And for me community is, is probably oh, yeah. number one, number two maybe. It's it's up there where I feel like if I'm not involved one way or another, then what the fuck am I doing? I need to be making a difference on a micro level. And the podcast seemed like a great idea to do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm mm-hmm. some, somehow mass communicating where I have a lot of people listening in and I can get a point across and I can teach other people with all these women coming on and doing it in, in a positive light, but doing mm-hmm. it for the community. And that's that's really what it comes down to for me. I was a, Yes, this, uh, I just thought about this. With podcasts, is your home base East L.A.? Uh, yeah, Northeast L.A. Okay, so you focus... Excuse me. You focus only on this area. Well, right now that's what I'm focused on because I said gotcha. that's what I have. My networks are that, mm-hmm. but I am open to. Um, I reached out to somebody recently. She was nominated, and I think she's out in Santa Ana. And then I have somebody out in San Diego, mm. and then so I'm starting to Good. grow that Good. way. But it's always about networking, right? Like, yeah. So the people that I know know somebody that knows somebody, and there's enough stories to tell. Honestly, I was telling you, I have content for the next, I want to say till the end of the year, and I'm just super excited that I have that consistency of one episode a week and that I'm able to meet that many people and that I'm able to share that many stories. I like that. Like, your home base is East LA, but from time to time, you're going to have... Uh, women on from different cities, like right. further from East LA. Yes. I, I, I don't have to tell you. You already know this. I like where you're at. You already know. You already have your idea how you want your podcast to be. Right. And uh, with you starting the podcast only for two months, I can already see that you're. I already know an idea how you, it's going to be, and uh, I. It's going to wow. It's going to. 
I can't wait for the next episode. I know I have two more episodes and I'm finished with all yours and I'm, I want to be caught up. Is this that, yeah, last night I deleted about 40 different podcasts I don't listen to anymore. Okay. Is this because it's the same thing over and over? It's right. nothing new. So, like I said, I get bored. I need something that's going to entertain me and be like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. That's that's pretty deep right like, like with Sarah's episode in Sarah's episode we went like talked about shit for like the first 12 minutes of the episode and we had just discussed we're not gonna go on a rant we are gonna stay on topic and then bam off the bat she's like I had the runs and la la right and then I'm not gonna edit that out because that's really what we fucking talked about yeah. and then that sort of led us down to exactly what the podcast needed to be but I love that how organic it runs I don't edit it I like how it's chunked how it flows and and like i absolutely love everybody that's been on this far so hell yeah, yeah. i cannot wait <laughs> um I, let's go back i want to know uh i want my listeners to know uh what did you grow up at in el sereno so here where i live and where i usually record um is um el sereno northeast la and um i went to school farmdale which is not far from here mm-hmm. el sereno middle school and then wilson high school and um I've been here and I've, I've moved in and out of El Sereno and I'm back for personal reasons, but yeah. I'm back. And so because I'm back, I need to be doing something for mm-hmm. El Sereno. So mm-hmm. this is it, the Poderosa podcast. And uh, you have family? I have family. I have a soon-to-be 10-year-old, mm-hmm. um, a three-year-old, and then my husband and then my parents live on mm-hmm. the same property. So, And nice. I'm a really big family, actually. I'm the youngest of six girls, no boys. What the heck? Father, what happened, know, dude? A lot of estrogen. <laughs> they say they say when father make kids, they have too much testosterone. They're for like, they're just... When they make um, girls? Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, there's too much, you know, like, with, like, athletes, they, when they have too much testosterone or too active and everything, or they make a lot of, make a lot of girls. That's so funny. I was like, oh, man. Why did that take me to that scene in, uh, oh, goodness, I can't remember the movie anymore, but it's a comedian, and then he goes, like, of course, he goes... Rrr because he's like about to mate or sleep with whoever his partner is. What movie is this? My mind goes there. I'm gonna the Dewey Cox, the Dewey Cox story. Have you seen oh, that? he's like a horse. Yeah, he's a horse. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. See, my mind goes there. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I like him. I, I was watching that two uh, two days ago, and I was like, I told my girl, I was like, hey, I want a giraffe. You want a giraffe? I was like, why? It's like, well, if I'm sitting at the table with the family, I just want to drop to come peek through the window so I can give him a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> my I, favorite I, scene is when he tells the monkey, you need me. I don't need... Or he tells his kid that, not the monkey. He tells oh, he's kid, like, I'm out of here, dude. Because yeah. I don't need you. You're a baby. You're yeah. a baby. I don't need you. That's that... that uh, uh, Judd uh, Apatow, he makes funny, funny movies. I love him. Yeah. I like, I like uh, Knocked Up. Knocked up. I can relate knocked to that up. a lot. Knocked up. Yes, knocked up. That, with um, Seth Green. No, Se- Seth. Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Yeah, that's one. Uh, 40 Year Old Virgin, uh, Super Bad. Super Bad. Too. I love that. There's Fucking some... Judas is like my favorite. <laughs> I know. I know, like going to house parties and stealing people's beers. Right. And, you know, and uh, my friend had an incident where he was dead some girl and had a period state. Right. Oh, shit. So I really, I was, that kid was like, oh, that happened to one of my friends. Blood Brothers for real. <laughs> yeah, Blood Brothers for reals. But that's, that's how it is. Like, there's certain movies I like, like Step Brothers. Right. I know that's my all-time favorite movie. I quote movies all like everything is connected to a movie or like a phrase or something, and then we'll do skits. I, yeah, my number five out of six. Her name's Susana, my sister. She she'll say um, 
name this where is this movie from and then she'll just tell me like a oh. random fucking quote oh like movie trivia yeah like I random love. like and you have to be on point because then she's like oh you're fucking <clears throat> up right like oh you're making a mistake I can't believe you're off your game today but yeah. I'm, I'm, we watched a whole lot of movies growing up like we weren't my sisters weren't allowed to go out much so it was always renting tons of movies my dad was like crazy strict so it was always about watching movies so like all of 80s 90s movies were like hardcore into oh yeah 80s I mean a lot of the kids now think like oh I love watching 80s movies like man we used to watch this shit back in the day right. like, like I know that by memory <laughs> like like 16 candles you, yeah, you can relate the job movie. the rich girl the right. emo right. the the, pr- the the press girl like yeah. <laughs> the nerd like that's just or like uh, 16 candles right. I get, her movie is pretty in pink is my top you know what I haven't watched that <gasps> you need to go home tonight and watch it pretty in pink yes pretty okay pink. pretty in pink okay I'll and I'll I, I just barely got done watching it uh, uh, Pulp Fiction oh my goodness it's amazing isn't it did, what did you think oh, Quentin good. Tarantino in general is I think so in a way there's amazing. another movie better than Pulp Fiction it's from Quentin Tarantino Reservoir Dars nope no. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood it just came out it just oh came. okay I haven't seen it oh, so good but Reservoir Dogs is a really good movie I like that one it? yeah Django I love Django Django's, Django's good. good yeah um, there was another one uh, Duckman from the 80s Duck- I don't know if I've seen that it so was I'll like a Marvel it. one but it's like Duckman Weird Science I haven't seen that either oh my god well, Robert Downey Jr. was so young uh, Jim Paxton that's Quentin Tarantino uh, no, that was an 80s oh, movie. Oh, okay. You know, when the whole thing with the whole, uh, you know, Pretty and Pink, all those Got movies it. were uh, with uh, uh, Michael Michael Hall. Okay. Scott Michael Hall. I've, the nerd from uh, six, uh, from uh, from 16 Candles. Okay. He pulls out the panties. Yes. That's him. I He's into him. every fucking movie. I'm going to look into that. Say, what, what movie is it again? Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, weird Science. Was it Weird Science? Yeah. Weird Science. Okay. Yeah. You'll love it. But man, there's like so much movies, but now it's just, it's getting kind of watered down. It's right. all Marvel movies. Right. I well, don't I don't think Marvel owns, um, it's Disney or somebody owns Disney Marvel. owns it's like it. like another corporation that owns the Marvel. So what's going on is Disney's going to make their own apps because um, there was a lot of uh, Marvel movies got canceled by Netflix. So they're going to take all those Marvels and cancel them and they're going to transfer them and make their own Disney apps for or Marvel's apps right, too. Right, 2019 they're supposed to pull all their Disney movies from Netflix. Or at yeah, least it was announced a few years ago. And Marvel's, I didn't know that there's phases of Marvel movies coming up like Blade and you know like Doctor Strange and Winter Soldier like right. it's going to be going on to like 2026 okay. there's like so many good movies coming out right. but I was like eh. I mean you already know the plot but it's just like when I watched End of Game right. I wasn't I didn't like it it's too much too I think much. they're just doing too right they're doing too much with it like too they're not it. letting the it got boring be. for it got boring for the first hour and a half right. I was like I just didn't like the how was it the, Jessica Jones I didn't like Netflix. It was, um, oh yeah, um, Iron Fist. Right. I like Luke Cage. That's urban. Luke Cage and um, this other dude. Oh goodness, goodness, what's the other one? He's a really strong dude. Come on, I know my Marvel characters. Strong dude. I can't remember right now. Can't be Thor. No, it's not. It's Thor. on Netflix. Yes, it's a it's a Netflix series. Has like to be Luke of, Cage. Is no, it it's the... not Luke Cage. Luke Cage is really, it came after that. Flash. Actually. Not Flash either. Strong. Strong guy. Oh um. Uh, he has a skull, I think. Come on. Oh, Punisher. Yes, the Punisher. Oh, that's oh, my good. Goodness, that was so good. One and two, yeah, they canceled that because 
because they're gonna go to Disney and stuff. It and was so good. I loved go. that. Did you watch Spider Man? The new one's really good. I did. What you think about it? I got bored, but the stu- it was a good plot. Right. So that's the thing. Like they start off really slow, and then okay, they get good since some good parts. Some parts. I was not, not like '90s movies anymore. Like the Batman with um, the Michael Mr. Keaton. Pink. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, those are uh, uh, the guy who makes all those dark movies up. Oh, what's his name? Tim Burton. Yes. Oh yes. He has dark movies. I really like uh, I like um, when he did the first Batman with the Joker. Right. That was like, I don't like the Batman with Christian Bale. I like the original right. because it's very dark. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> That's a very trippy movie. Right. I, I think his debut, Tim Burton's first movie, what I think he did was uh, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, yes, it was. Uh, that was one of my yeah. best. I wanted that. I wanted that swing pool with like those aircraft carriers. These are so weird. Now you watch it as an adult, and you're like, "What the fuck?" I, I, used, watching I used to have a Mr. T that cereal. Really? Back in the day, <laughs> all that stuff, and I always I had I used to buy some of that gum to make fun of your person when they chew it. It's all come out with black goo. Right. I used to have, but that was a soap. But they don't make movies like that no more. They don't. They keep on redoing them. It's not the right. same. Do you watch Stranger Things? Yes. Okay. I it wow. I have to say it I watched it. I I ventured I watched it two times in a row to understand because I'm one of those persons that likes to nitpick certain things. Right. So, you know, when they have a little trip, like, what do you think about this? Like, oh, that was from episode 2. But it was a good story plot right. with the Russians. It was really good. And so do you think wait, I don't even think I should say it cuz it's going to be Do you think he's alive? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? That's a good question. See, could it, it can be him, and then it can also be... Who is the other person? It could be two different people. I couldn't remember what the other person I was thinking. Okay, they can either have him there, or... Ha- I can't remember anymore. I, I like what, I like where your head's at. The story, <laughs> it's it's something. I, wanna, I can't wait for uh, season right. uh, four, and I want to see. It's just that... Uh, I'm not gonna say names because I don't know if yeah. everybody's watched. Seven, <laughs> yeah. I like it because Seven was growing up as a, a girl now and eleven. Eleven, I'm sorry, Seven Eleven. How dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, her her sister is eight. No, I, I think it was on the second one. It was someone was named Seven, and there was an eight. Yes, I think that was the one that was really strong with her um, powers. The mind powers, right? Yeah, that one. It was pretty good, but I can't wait to see. Uh, season four there's also a netflix one called working moms working moms i haven't seen that i've seen it um promoted but not it's good i watched uh the first two seasons me and my girl we fucking love it okay i'm it's, gonna give it a try but they're based out in canada like these uh, women where they have kids and and uh what they do is they talk about before they go out to the real life they have like a baby bonding when you have nursery you talk about whatever right. and they separate and go to what what happens in their daily routines what they do right you have to watch it. Okay. I think moms. You, working moms. I'll tag you on it. It's good. Okay. And uh, I just I love that. I love I love watching a lot of Netflix. Um, I like listen to uh, watch a lot of documentaries. Okay. I like to watch all these conspiracies. <laughs> I mean, people are gonna sign up to go to Area Fifty One. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. I know you're gonna think the Earth is flat for like an entire week after you watch a documentary. And then, yeah. <laughs> I just you have another doc that proves that wrong and then you don't even yeah. know yeah like, everyone's all talking about era 51 and i'm like oh who kids care if there's aliens aliens so what did you see that meme of like taqueros there and it says 
I saw it's yeah. fucked up. It was, well, the show was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, but I was, it's like, it, it's all like taking care of yeah, you. Yeah, all these, <laughs> I just, yeah, all these aliens and stuff, and, but it's, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of stuff the government doesn't tell us what's going on, but, I mean, if there's something, you know, and they can't open their, let us know for open classifies them for another 50 or 40 years, right. so, who knows, they could cover it up. Right. There's right. always something. There's, there has to be like a million things going on. What about you? Do you like conspiracy? Uh, I try to stay away from it because it's a rabbit hole that I think it gets pretty deep. Like when when it always somehow it always leads me back to like the universe and the galaxies and how we're like this small little planet compared to like this huge. I don't I don't know like that thought like getting in deep into stuff like that it always leads me down that path like I get like super scared I'm like fuck I'm like this tiny little grain yeah. of sand compared to mm. I'm less than a grain of sand right like you mm. think of the entire yeah. and then we go down that route and then I start getting scared and then I start mm-hmm. scaring people so now you're gonna be scared <laughs> nah I like I like to understand knowledge of everyone you gotta have an open mind like right now I'm so into like the ocean because there's so many because the climate's changing Right. So there's a lot of new fishes, you know, different stuff coming out. You know, I a lot of people think I'm paranoid, but I think this is true. And there's a lot of insights been ch- talking about with megalodon. Megalodon is the like a prehistoric, humongous great white shark fish. Okay. That you know it's they it look it's like a, it looks like a great white, but it's like huge. It's like a hundred times bigger. Okay. So they say those been extinct for like millions of years. But the climate changing, and now there's days there's been sightings in Mexico, you know, the Atlantic Ocean, okay. um, the Mariana, the Mariana Islands, because that's right. the deepest uh, ocean, uh, the surface down, okay. and that's where a lot of stuff's been going on. And uh, I feel like there's videos who keep on tagging me, like, oh shit, there's a video I'll show you after done with the podcast and YouTube. This they're in Brazil, mm-hmm. where it's so usually always in, the, in that area. They were picking up a lady who drowned, and the helicopter was picking the lady up. Right. Well, when they was picking the lady up, a megalodon was under her, and it's so it was huge. And I don't think and it, it wasn't a whale. No, you can show by the fins. You can show like, oh, that's a shark, or it's humongous. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. They take pictures back in the 40s and 50s of the the, the U-boats back when Germany was at war. Right. They show like a humongous megalodon fish, South Africa. There's like a lot of things. I get really, really into that because, you know, we're, we only discovered 10% of the sea. Right. And but there's a lot we don't know what's out there. Right. Like octopus, you know, like the humongous the sea creatures, like a lot of that stuff. Because when the climate's changing with the weather, a lot of the water is going like kind of down. So a lot of the prehistorics are just getting uh, coming up. Exposing more. Like, yeah. It's a little scary. It's scary, but it's kind of way good. Right. To see what, what kind of... Uh, and then again, it makes you feel super tiny because we are what forty percent versus sixty percent. Like the yeah. world is covered more in water than it is in land. So. Yeah, I just get scared when I fly. You go to the ocean, like I don't want to do that. That's just because it's it's just getting traumatized. Thinking like you're stranded. And there's like so many great whites right now right. in Long Beach. We can't even like swim. Because like, of the heat, right? Because the heat. Because it's, it's nice and warm for yeah. them to be coming and, to shore. And also because they're mating. Right. And those, so they're following with the, the seals, but also they're mating. And so they showed uh, a night vision up in the sky. And there's, you know, walk around the beach. They found like 30 to 40 great whites wow. around that area. So maybe like a mile close. So 
they a lot of people don't go to Long Beach anymore. It's extraordinary and yet like super intimidating. Yeah, that we're right. Yeah, so I go to like the lagoon, like a mother's beach, whatever, because they have a fence under it where nothing can go, like okay. anything. There's been a lot of great white shark sightings and uh, humongous stingrays. Okay. Um, where I took where I went to the beach with the kids, uh, we had to get out because uh, a little girl was playing. A stingray stabbed her right through her foot. I saw the whole thing. I was like, "We're out. We're gone. Yes. Yeah, we're gone." That's, that's frightening. So it's 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 it's. I get a little worried right. with the the water because it's like a lot of stuff's been the climate change and we don't know what's going on. Right. And so I was like, "Hey, you know what? Let's we'll go to YMCA. <laughs> we'll go to the pool. We'll right. get a kiddie pool." Yeah. Yeah. So um. Uh, I noticed, like, so when you went to high school, what did you do? Did you go to college? I went straight to Mount St. Mary's. I, I, that's my alma mater, Mount St. Mary's University. That's where? Is it close? There's one by USC, and then there, it's same school, two campuses. One by USC, and then one by UCLA. Because I know there's a Mount St. Mary's, but it's in the East Coast, I think. Yes, that's not it. Gotcha. So, okay, that one. Yes. So and what was your major? Um, liberal studies, and then I had um, an emphasis in education, or, well, getting my credentials. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went to school for that, and then probably my senior year, I got pregnant, and I chose not to finish, because I was like, oh, I got this, I'm going to have the baby, and then go back and finish, and then it, and then life was like, hell no, you're not going back. Like, I really could not handle having a newborn and then finishing school, so I waited a really long time. This was back in 2005. Gotcha. And then um, I had my daughter at, in 2009, mm-hmm. and um, I waited like a really long time. I would take classes in community classes that ended up transferring over. So then I just ended, uh, I think it was three units short of finishing my BA. And mm. I finished it in 2018. Finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, I need to get it done because the field that I'm in, I have to... Um, I mean, unfortunately, experience is not it, whatever is on paper is what people honor. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of people coming out of college that don't have field experience, and then they're really shitty at what they do. And then they have somebody like me, like I didn't have my BA, and I have all the experience, but then on paper they just don't take you. So, because of that, I just decided to continue pursuing my educational career. And, mm-hmm. and then, so that's where it led me. I was supposed to start my master's, and then that year that I was going to start my master's, my son was diagnosed with uh, autism a little bit before two years. Mm -hmm. So he was diagnosed, and then like the following week, I graduated with my BA um, from Mount St. Mary's. Yeah. And then I put the master's, I had applied for it and everything, and then I put it on hold because um, I I work with kids with disabilities on a professional level, but being a parent is day and night. They're like two completely different experiences that I could never... um, I, I, I just you wouldn't know you I mean if you you know it's oh, a yeah. really hard journey it's hard. just fighting with regional center and then making sure his hours are being covered and make sure he's getting the services he needs and just making sure I'm gonna get him where he needs to be as soon as possible because I am a huge believer of um, early intervention and um, it's well, just been, what's that right there so early intervention is just basically as soon as he gets diagnosed getting him all the services and just sort of you just imagine like getting bombarded by all these so he goes to speech he goes to ot he goes to yeah behavior support yeah he's gonna get pt and it's just my son gets all that right yeah and everything with the with the adult transition harbor regional you know get his ieps he has uh kaiser you know and we get all that stuff and you know and also you know um 
this is the thing I'm going to have. I have to make a sacrifice. Um, I, I do a lot of overnights. Okay. And I know my old, my son, my, my where I work at, it's like five minutes away or ten minutes away. And there's times where I have to work overnight. So right. they're there by themselves. But he's he's okay. He got everything. Um, I'm going to be stepping down. Okay. Because I, I need to focus on him more about right. life and everything. Because now he's reaching that age. He's a man now. He's 18. I got to be there for him and all. And right. I, I would, like, a, man, who, who, I wish I had a billion dollars. I could just stay home and focus right. on him. But, you know, I have to make it work. But I just, you know, like, I love my son. Do you get IHSS for him? What's that? So it's in-home um, services. Basically, the state pays for you to... We talk, we're thinking about that. Uh, it depends on his needs. So everybody's yeah. different. Um, the amount they pay, the hours they award, we're the gonna, qualifications. Someone who could watch him and get paid for us. Is that the one you're talking about? Right, but it can be you. Yeah, we, we, yeah I was thinking about my... I think my girl wants to stay be a stay home. It's like, yeah, I want to do it because right. I get a little help from SSI. Right. So it's a little. It's a it's little. A, it's a help. It's a help, but they with SSI, it's very. They're very very anal. Okay. Because they want info to make sure it's right. not you fraud need to and all that. It every year. I just got done doing all that. Right. They needed everything, and then the last thing we had that meeting with SSI was like four years ago so they want everything up to date right. and you have to be and just like man I've just been too busy and it, it's so imagine like we have the diagnosis we have the accepting process we have all of this and then on top of everything you have to do this really long tedious process to make sure that his service is up to date that he's getting everything he needs. and all of that like all those little things are not considered like people yeah. and I can I can attest and I can say I've done this right I cheer on my clients and I'll say you got this you can do it like I know you can do it like I know it gets really hard but being the parent is just it's sometimes it's a little impossible like you get consumed and how freaking hard it is depending on the behaviors that day and like you saw when you got you got here Mark's he was about to have a tantrum right and then the only reason he transitioned around is because we have a trampoline and he tells him like okay you're gonna go jump but um he gets stuck on something and if he doesn't we don't follow through with what he wants we go to like from zero to hundred. My son, my oldest one, Gavin. He used to, he was bad back in the day, but now he, with the help from his behavior, his speech, he calmed down like fifty percent. Right. And that's why I care. The only thing is, um, I kind of when we clean house, whatever, I kind of have to let him say, "Hey, focus over here," because right. if I get into his territory gets a little mad like hey i'm cleaning you go over there right he's one of those where he's kind of like wants to do everything he wants himself. things the way he likes them very oh specific. he's very neat nitpick and uh, i've been teaching my kids to be more independent you know help around the house fold your clothes you know the routine take a shower uh, make your lunches and everything because there's times where i come home exhausted yes. and i come home i have a little bulletin in my refrigerator this is what today is you do this tuesday and all that keep it up today say well if i'm not home who's going to clean the bathroom right. going to mop and all and t- i want to teach some responsibilities right. or but now i feel with the kids people the kids these days they're I'm sorry to say they're getting a little bit, little bit too lazy and a little bit too entitled. Okay. Like I don't need to do that. Like, and they don't know about when they grow up to know responsibilities. Right. And I don't want, um, I don't want that to be with my kids. I like that. I don't. Yeah. yeah I, I want to teach them. I, I don't know if I have it up right now, but I have um, schedules for both my kids. So mm-hmm. because I'm in the field, I'm very big on visuals and just 
making sure I'm taking everybody responsible. You just noticed I just that. like, I just like, look, yeah. hold up, hold up. We just noticed something. We're talking and she has like a little, and it, it's just like, welcome Mega Man's podcast. Yeah. That's, dude. <laughs> I want to cry, but I, try to get, I gotta be a man about this. <laughs> nah, that's, I, I gotta get one of those. Thank you. I gotta get one of those when you when you go travel when people are like oh wow your podcast and I welcome so and so that's that's a good idea see that's a good idea to promote <laughs> I, I, I'm learning something right there right. I want to get something like a long so a long stand and you just do a chalkboard or the same thing you have right. and that's an idea see it's uh, awesome I. Well, I'm crafty. You said you had mentioned. I think you're art. You like art. Very artsy, huh? And if you see, I made the flowers around my home, and we just this is just supporting different vendors. Whenever we go to events, we always stick to the the cheapest art because it gets pretty expensive to support people. Mm -hmm. So then we'll do the stickers or the art, and it's just you know you're you're supporting community, and also it makes my. You go to Michael's a lot, huh? I. No, Joanne's is my my thing. Oh, Joanne's has like the big sheets because I I do par- I used to do decoration and party planning, which I still sort of do. Are you a party planner too? I am a party planner. I'm actually gonna coordinate a. What wedding about for a baby shower? Up. I do baby shower. I do everything. Wow. Yeah, man, I, I'm having a baby shower next week, and I was trying to get everything ready. I was like, man, I, I should if I should have known her more earlier, I would have had yeah. her. But I'm gonna be out of town. I'm gonna coordinate a wedding. It's gonna be a pretty big one actually next week, and then I do that too. So I have the coordinating. Um, I do decorations. I do the behavior support, and then I have the podcast, and it's just like you're hustling. I'm hustling. You're I'm grinding. Getting, um, yeah. Like with your job, you get your podcast. You make a little side money. Here. Yeah, I help people cooks here and there, and a little side cash. And Dude, it's just I like that. Hustle, 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 you're, getting stuff. You're done. you're a Renaissance woman. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I man, there was the only person I knew and how I get had a guest on was uh, Louise. He he's a he's a home brewer from called Ricket Brew. He's a Renaissance. He makes his beer. He 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 works at a trucking business. Right. He does vinyl, makes shirts and emblems That's for his, awesome. and he makes home beer. I was like talking about because you know um, I heard. Donald Trump say you need five things you need five incomes mm-hmm. to you know to be rich you right. know and he has four he just needs one more you know like a brewery and all that but he, make, he has like four incomes coming in he just needs one more to to be like wow that's, and that. that's it we have it, I mean you have to be multifaceted nowadays too though mm-hmm. I feel we live in the communities we're living in because of gentrification the rent goes up and you just have to have a side gig you have to have something extra because it's expensive the, yeah it's really expensive oh I was, yes well, well um, let's get into that but right now um, we're gonna take a break right now we'll be right back okay Before we get back to the episode, I just want to do a, a couple shout outs, answer a question, and talk a little bit about <laughs> past weekend. Shout outs to my boy GRA Alexander One, shouts to you. Dank City Girl Letty, shouts to you. Dan for Pint, shouts to you. Alan Cran Brewery, shouts to you. I'm gonna get you on my I'm gonna get you on my podcast before before uh, next week. All underscore kinds underscore of underscore brew, shouts to you. Uh, Bob uh, Randon, 84, shouts to you. Emma, 01, shouts to you. Calco, 5522, shouts to you. I got to get some beard oil from you, boy. J Lopes, shouts to you. Freddie 77, shouts to you. Regina dot Lee, underscore, shouts to you. Hope you stay cool over there in the, in the hot city over there in Fresno and Facilia. 
My girl, Sour Queen B. Everyone, check out the episode of uh, Sour Queen B, man. It was a badass episode. Shouts to you, girl. Uh, Jacob Pulley, the Pushy Pulley, who's uh, helping Bethel Duran push those episodes out, episodes out in uh, Texas. Shouts to you. Erica Kirby, shouts to you. Chano underscore Mon. I had this guy on my podcast for a humming, uh, hummingbird slayer. Shouts to you. My girl from Alabama, all the way, roll tides. Uh, baby Giraffe Casey, shout outs to you. And uh, Mega Man's not even done yet because I have to get to my other page right now. So, yeah. Uh, let me see. Let's check this out for a second. We're getting here. Don't worry. Be patient, guys. We'll get back to the episode. And uh, let's check it out. Who we got? Who we got? Crafted and cuffed. Shouts to you. I'm gonna see if I can try to make it to the uh, the IE. Hopefully this weekend. Uh, Recklaw Brewery. Shouts to you. Biker by Choice. Larry. Shouts to you. Uh, Os- Oscar eighty five. Shouts to you. The Grilling Gorilla. Shouts to you. I gotta get this guy on my podcast. This guy makes some bomb ass fucking sauce. And dude, this guy's a killer in the fucking in the food cooking food and. He knows his format, bomb man's bears. I'm gonna get you on, brother. Uh, Dandy whiskey, shouts to you, man. Uh, bitter underscore go underscore brew, shouts to you. Slurge Mexicans golf, shouts to you. Wifey boss four, shouts to you. I saw uh, her, I think her husband or her boyfriend uh, at Tasty Brew, but I'm gonna get to that later. Uh, Craft beer Trejo three one four, shouts to you. Just Ralph, shouts to you. Uh, Mr. Pedrio uh, underscore L Cap shouts to you. Uh, let's see, Papa Hoppy seventy two. Yo, we're always in certain areas on Long Beach. We gotta get a we gotta get a drink, brother. Uh, my girl Janet, uh, Cynthia's uh, cousin shouts to you. Stop taking your fucking Instagram off, okay? I know what you do, man. <laughs> OC underscore Ange Chewy underscore seven one four Angie Chewy shouts to you. Truth. Turner, shouts to you. Wicked Brew, man. Follow the episode. I did a brew. I did with Louise. Uh, Wicked uh, underscore Brew, shouts to you. And let me see who else, who else. I think that's about it. Oh, and I got a question from Roscoe's Brewery, part of the SoCal Service Settles. Uh, Mega Man, what's your go to beer? Hmm. I don't know. My go to beer, it just depends on the day. I like Pales. I do. I mean, I do like IPAs, but if I have to say my go-to beer, I have to say a good, like brown ale beer. Um, I did a podcast uh, yesterday uh, with the twins. It's Spada Brewing Company in uh, Wilmington, California. They had a very, very delicious. Uh, uh, brown ale beer, so refreshing. It was so good. But if I have to say my go-to beer it has to probably be like a brown ale, or maybe a pilsner. It it just really depends. You know, like I like stouts. It it kind of really depends on the type of day, the weather. Right now we're still kind of in a little bit like an Indian summer. It's a little hot, so I'm kind of thinking something something refreshing. Maybe like a pilsner. You know, something kind of light. Uh, hazies are kind of nice, but something more smooth. Uh, I have yeah, I could have to say like a, maybe a, a a brown ale or maybe a a, a pilsner. 
But the, 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 since the weather's going to be changing down the road, like in a month or two, you know, I have to save like stouts or, you know, and all that. But, hey, Roscoe, man, uh, I have to say Pilsners right now at the, at the time at this weather right now. And uh, Roscoe's, if you're going to be here in this episode today, um, I'm going to let you know um, I'm going to be heading out to the Inland Empire this weekend. Um, I have an idea. And everyone, since... I'm going to be taking a couple months off for baby bonding time. Um, this week is going to be very crucial for me. Um, look, thank God, luckily, my, my kids go back to school tomorrow. I'm going to try to finish up a lot of my episodes. I have a lot more episodes from the Inland Empire. So I have this big idea. Um, I know I can't, some of these, a lot of these episodes, it can't be like an hour and 30 minutes or whatever. So the guests... All these guesses who I have on, who are going to have on the IE, these ep- I'm going to try to see if I could try to put 30, ep- 30 minutes each for each guest and put it all together into one. And the title will be called The Invasions of the Inland Empire. It's something where I want to try to get everyone, um, you know, there's Hopaholics, uh, Laura and her, and her, uh, her husband, um, Hopkilla. Uh, I think beer, beers and adventures, um, eight bit. Um, I'm trying to get a lot of people, and uh, I have to make see to schedule a date with uh, Beer Zombie. We I gotta make that work before um, everything. Um, right now, and also um, I'm in talks right now. Um, I can't mention the names um, to get ready for episode 99, 100, and 101. I'm going to try to get some, I'm trying to get big, three big guesses on um, those episodes because uh, it's re, it's almost to a milestone. I would, I'd never thought I would reach over to a hundred. And uh, if you guys know the story, <clears throat> and I'll say this a little light, then we get back to the episode. When I first started the podcast, guys, um, I was just joking around with it, whatever. And Martin Rizzo told me about it. Hey, you should do a podcast. I was playing with it for two days, gave up. I put a little rough draft out, which I accidentally should have. So I was trying to put an intro, then put episode one. But the story goes, the intro in episode one was put together. And it was only about like 36 minutes. All of a sudden, uh, Cy Dick Eddie, George Perez, Xavier... Uh, I think Martin and Hooter, Felipe Esparza Rodrigo from the What's the Food podcast, they said, shout outs to fucking Mega Man, he's fucking doing it, follow him on Instagram and all that. Well, that to me is where everything came into play, and I, the next two days I had over 150 messages, and it was, uh... I was scared. It was a lot of pressure. Uh, I listening to podcasts. You're trying to figure out your own rhythm. At the time, I did it. If you heard the, I've, I, I, I hate hate listening to those first ten episodes, first twenty episodes. It was just all over the place, and it, it took time, guys. I have to say, when people say, "Oh, podcast is easy," you go fucking try one. You try to find your way. You try to travel and get guests. You try to go social media. You have to find a 
a good way to reach your audience and have good segments and and be con- and stay consistent. Staying consistent is very hard, guys. Very very hard. And I had I learned that the hard way. There was a lot of people that came in my life that came and go when I was doing the podcast. A lot of good friends, a lot of old friends, backstabbers here and all. Uh, certain things happened the last minute and all that. But a lot of that came with experience. Uh, how I want the podcast to be. How everything started. And uh, to me, there was a lot of times, guys, I wanted to quit the podcast. I wanted to stop at 20. There was times I wanted to stop at 30, 40. 50, 60, 70, 80. But when you get to that milestone to 90 and you look back of all the episodes that I started from the beginning until now, I came a long way. And I heard an episode yesterday from Bethel Duran called Living the Dream. He um, had my boy Tito, the Hood Santa on. And it kind of... It gave me a little tear because with the intro when he started before he got to Tito's episode, I was, you know, living the dream. My dream was to one day start a podcast and uh, who knows who's going to listen to it? Who knows? I don't know. But I stayed focused. I stayed hungry. And look where I'm at now. I'm almost at 100. And right now, I'm a little teary because I never thought I would get to it 100. And it's uh, it, it's just a milestone for me. And um, all I want to do, guys, is uh, I just want to bring... I just I feel like with you guys, my girl, a lot of people who listen to me, just all people around over the world... You guys inspire me to keep on going, to try to work hard. And, and every time I have an episode, I want to make that episode l- like the best, like it's my fucking last. And trying to get the best, any people or any guests to bring on to the Mega Man's podcast, I, those, it's hard guys, but I, I'm just, I'm just doing the best I can. You know, there was a lot of stuff that I still need to work on. And if a lot of you don't know, to me, the podcast is getting very hard. Because when I have a little downtime, I have to work on my stuttering. I have a stuttering problem, but I don't know if you guys know, but some some people do. And that makes the podcast five times harder because you know it's it's something and uh i feel like to me the mega man's podcast helped me out socially may i made a lot of new friends and it's 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 the people like you guys who 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 make me keep on going and i'll give you an example so me and my girl, we went to um, Taste a Brew, and we wanted to show love to a lot of those breweries. You know, some people I had on my podcast, 
a lot of people from SoCal Servicetos and Servicetas. So everyone's all telling me, what happened to your ankle on Saturday? Were you drunk? Uh-uh. So we, me and my girl took an Uber. We got off at the Pike. We were walking. I stepped on, a, you know when there's like a little curve where the cars go to slow down, that's where. I didn't see that, and it really, I it messed up my ankle really bad. My girl thought, I think you broke your ankle. And I can barely walk. I sat down on the curve for like five to ten minutes. I said, let me do it. Let me see what I can do. My girl said, uh, we can cancel it. We can go. We can get our money back. I said, no, I got to support those guys. I got to support those girls. So at the same time, my, I was in pain. I was biting my tongue. You know, had a little tear here because of the pain. We still went to taste the bruise, no matter I had a high ankle sprain. And I was trying to drink much as I can because to numb the pain or whatever and put some ice, whatever. And um, I just wanted to make the best of it. I, I promised a lot of people that I would be a taste of bruise to support a lot of the SoCal Servicetos and Servicetas. And that's what I do best. When I make a promise, I make a promise. And I'm not just wanting to be one of those people on the podcast who talk about it, but don't be about it and say, oh, I promise I'll be there, but I'm not. I did it with fucking pain. And I just wanted to show all my love to the people I wanted to get on. You know, even the future uh, home brewers who are who killed the whole thing at Taints the Brews. You know who you are. Wasted Brewery. You know, Rose Ghost. Uh, bipolar. I'm gonna get you guys on the podcast, man. You guys kicked ass, you know. I mean, big boys, hood soldiers. Uh, I mean, West Seventy Seven Brewery. There was just a uh, a lot of people, man. You guys just fucking killed it. But yeah, I came. I did. I came to support everyone in pain. So yeah. So after that, <laughs> the pain just got worse, and I just had to call out, but. I'm still rehabbing my ankle. It's not bad like before, but it's getting there. But um, yeah, so it's it's not it's it's nothing but love, and it's uh, I have to so I have to show support to people that show me love on my podcast, and that's what I do best. I just want to bring on um, some good people on the podcast so that their stories can be told. So their their stories and their legacies can live on, you know. And people always tell me, what's the end game for Mega Man? I don't know. You know, just keep on going until I say, you know, I'm retired. But to me, I want to put much episodes, much as I can, you know, try to get sponsors, try to do here. Maybe someone hears it and I get an opportunity to do Bigger and better things, and uh, to have my son Alexander, uh, Gavin, my daughter Luna, and Emiliano. When they get older, I when I'm not here, I want them to still remember their dad, of what I did, and uh, you know, I want them to know like I, I did something good. And I want them to remember me. So when they get older, they have kids, 
they're going to remember their great grandpa like oh my god look he did a podcast and he had all these people you just you have to leave something behind and and I just I want my kids to get older and realize I didn't have a good life I didn't have this I didn't have that but I overcome a lot of stuff and had a second chance and I I redeemed myself and I got my life back together again I want my kids to get older and realize why is my dad like this why is my dad this why is my dad, you know, and all that, my daughter Luna will know more. And my kids will know, and they will understand when they get older. Well, I think that's about it. So, again, I'm so anxious, man. I'm going to reach 100 episode. I'm, I'm, I'm just really happy. Just show some love to Mega Man. Just follow, just follow me on the Mega Man's podcast on the on my pod, on the Instagram and my personal at Mega Man six nine eight zero. All right, then, guys, uh, I love you. Um, I just want to do a little plug here and there, but uh, right now I have to go to a doctor's appointment to check my ankle. All right, then, guys, uh, love you guys, everyone. Much love. Uh, keep on listening to the Mega Man's podcast, and let's get back to the episode. All right, uh, we're back on. We took a little break, and right now, uh, Sarai is drinking uh, Belching Beavers Barrel Age Huchata Imperial Stout Beer. It's delicious, thank you. I, Actually, um, Belching Beaver, I usually get the peanut butter stout. Did you put it with the ice cream float? I have tried it with ice cream, and um, I just fucking love it. I love I love stout, so stout. Belching Beaver is really good. Belching Beaver is good. They have another uh, Huchata beer. It's, it's very uh, super sweet. Right. But it's like, ooh, I mean, those Belching Beavers can creep up on you. Right. But you ever have some, like, uh, some stouts from, like, Bottle Logic? Uh, you know, I'm bad with names. So They're over there in Orange names, County. I don't know if I have. But um, I definitely have had a variety because my husband's like big on craft beer. Yeah. So, um, and that's how we got that right there, the Inquisitors. And, and then this is from Pro- Bar Just See My Little Frida. And uh, my... Pogra- uh, Progress. This I think they're from fruit. the Montebello, I think. Yes. Or, uh, no. Mon- yes. Like Montebello. Somewhere around that area. Whittier, yes. around there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to have them on. So I uh, that's going to be next week. Um, well, um, let's start off. Uh, we were want to talk about what's been going on in East LA well a lot of the cities but uh the regentrification right it's been hitting hard lately right so um I have noticed the neighborhood changing as far as demographics um before a lot of the homes on my block specifically um their owners have been here for 20 30 40 years and now we have um white neighbors right so it really changes um the game as far as like you like for me personally the way it affects me is like we have a party and now I can't go past like 11 right like something so tedious like that I feel like sometimes I'm picking and picking but then recently in the past year there's um, a community center that I go to it's called Eastside Cafe and they were trying to buy out that whole building which means they were gonna clear out so many um, things for the community they have yoga there they have by donation so all of the services that they have there for the community or everything that they provide is by donation because they really mean to serve the, the community and they had to fundraise to buy the building because they were being bought out by gen, you know by gentrifiers somebody that was coming in and was gonna probably turn that into something that do you is, think it's people that are coming from outside of california they're coming here i feel like it can be implants and then i also feel that people that are just 
This is the thing. I really struggle with gentrification because I fucking hate it. And I also feel like as a community, we need to support each other so that we have enough money to buy these locations to be able to afford. Because at the end of the day, it comes down to this. We have people coming in and buying our homes and buying our businesses and buying us out. And um, instead of getting together as a community and like sort of working out how we're going to do or fight it that way. Um, yeah, you can get offended and people create accounts and they go around tagging and breaking windows. But I feel like we need to find a more positive route to sort of make that change or keep actually not make the change, like help keep the things that are working for us, um, services that are working for us and keeping our communities the way that I feel are functioning in a, in a positive way. So like yeah. Eastside Cafe, um, they ended up raising a lot of money and like that's a perfect example of how you turn it into a positive everybody from the community came together and they bought the building and they own the building now and they service they do um, Pueblo market and yoga and women's circle and like they teach um, English in the morning and um, these are things that are being displaced these are things that are being moved out of Latino communities and so I feel it is affecting El Sereno a lot but I also feel that there has to be a more positive route to to dealing with gentrification. Mm-hmm. I feel if if you put like three, four people together and, and mm-hmm. bought a home or bought a business, then we wouldn't be worrying about other people coming in, implants and other people coming yeah. in. And that's I, my, I don't know. I, I'm not huge on it. I don't know um, other than what I experience. So I'm not an expert on gentrification. I just feel that that's mm-hmm. my personal opinion on Yeah, I just feel sometimes when you have people who are in the, who are in the high-tech business, maybe they come like, oh, I want to come to Eastside, you know, like, right. I want to have a little bit of Eastside, but it's not the same. Right. Like, they want to be East, East, East LA, but you can't. Right. You're not from here. Right, and it's any the history of why, exactly. you know, we were all put in a certain area because you had your Jews and your Latinos in the same community. And you and can't be watching 50 times blood and blood out. It doesn't work <laughs> yeah. like It doesn't work like that. You get home, you got a long way to well, yeah. you you can't be fucking Popeye. <laughs> Popeye get that chonchon, dude. Yeah. You can't be like that. So I mean, it, that's really what it comes down to as far as um I mean, I I love my neighbors. I I love the people that are around me. Everybody just seems to take care of each other and we yes. have that going. But you do tend to see um little clicks here and there because we're all used to watching out like for my block if you see something sketchy going on you call at least three neighbors and then you pass it along and if my dog runs out like we keep each other on that and i don't feel that people that are moving into my street have that same concept that same ground that same right foundation of taking care of each other in community so yeah it really it affects me in a micro and in a macro level and i just Mm -hmm. it's sad and at the same time i feel like we need to fight it in a more positive because mm-hmm. I follow, I do follow a few accounts on Instagram that go around, um, sometimes vandalizing, and I feel like I don't know if I personally would take action like that. I feel like if we were more um, business mindset, then we could do really positive and great things about it. Yeah. But that's that's, just, that's just something. Where... And my daughter would say, and that's the tea. <laughs> and now that's what she says. And in that, the end? Yeah, every time she ends, like she's like, instead of dropping the mic, now it's like, and now that's the tea. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, but that's just something where we'll, we'll, only time will tell. Right. You know, with like how LA is just, things are changing so like quickly and right. and all those mom and pop places used to be there is not there no more. Right. You know, like, hey, if it's only, it's like, it's almost like sink or swim. Right. And it's, 
like you say, taking a hit for your, your and you, city. And you need those mom and pop places. They're really important to like Sarah's stay Market. Connect, right, to stay connected to community, to stay connected to um, people's roots. Like I feel like having a mom and pop shop like Sarah's Market, right? I didn't know when you had her on. I didn't know then. That was a they've been they've been that for a long right. time. Like the grandfather, then the mom and right. dad were living in the back house. You know, I don't know why they cut off that tree in the front on the <laughs> sidewalk. I heard the story. Um, now she took over because you well, know, they had to cut the tree obviously to show. Yeah, the... that's just yeah. But having them like take over, like hey, we're gonna retire. Like, what do you want to? You want to sell it or you want to keep it? It's like, well, we'll keep. You know, right. and and then what I noticed where their Sarah's Mark is at, there's nothing for miles. Nothing. Nothing. No like McDonald's. There's nothing. No. Now I know why a lot of people venture off to there. And right. a lot of people who are like, man, I got nothing to do. I'm going to go chit-chat with uh, Sarah and Steven. Right. And they have the mom and pop places that come for, like, the foods, you know, everything Monday through Sunday right. to have, you know. And then for, to have people that have been in the community for so long, you have that connection. Like, it, it just really makes a difference versus going into a business that's, you know, like, I just... I don't want to bash anybody, but I do. I agree that mm. we are in need of keeping businesses like that, of supporting I like that. businesses like that. I, 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 I so 100% support that because I know Steven, I think he has family in Long Beach he told me about, and that's why I keep the little connections here. Right. And I was like, you know, whenever I have time, I always venture off and always... Um, you know, say hi and bye and see to keep my to be more relevant. Right. Like you know, when I was telling you, you know, I I say hi to Chewy from Pepeta Tasa because he did my podcast and uh, we're gonna do another one. And I always when I have time to time, I always want to say, hey, what's up? How's everything? Like, oh, he gives me a fat hug. Right. But when I do, I always come. I always bring him a four pack of beer, some good ones. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh man, I needed one so bad. Or like with Sarah, yeah, Sarah and Steven, they're so nice. Right. But need air conditioner on that. It's just fucking hot. <laughs> it's, it's really hot. Actually, I'm really cold at Sarah's all the time. I usually go in the evenings when they have pop-ups. And I always take a sweater because it fucking gets cold. Like you have wind coming in from all these different I places. I love it. I love it. I, I'm freezing. I, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I need a sweater. <laughs> I, whenever I have time, if when um, Alan from A's, uh, A's Barbecue right. is there, I like to go. And I took the kids there and we had like a humongous platter. I was like, I don't think we could finish it, but me and my kids, my two boys, we, we killed it. Right. And I'm, I can't wait to have Alan on my podcast. He's a super chill. I feel, and that's another thing. We've been meeting all these people from the community that are really down to earth, like really out there to just do good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I love that. I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if it's just because people have just taken a different route as far as the way they're appreciating community and the way that like A's barbecue just by how you are right now I mean because I know they're hearing right now no father no problem podcast they do their podcast in East LA and but they live in out in the like Covina Upland they come on Saturdays and do a podcast at a park or at the street they reminisce where they grew up or anything East LA I think to me you would be the perfect guest to, to be on their podcast what was the podcast no father no problem no father, no pro- so you know like the, of, yes. so you know like the sign were uh they see like a sign with mexican like the mothers grabbing the kids yes i've seen that that's their logo okay yes i've seen it no father no problem yes. people's like why no i father? might follow them already actually yeah yeah follow them but their podcast they're all east la okay i'm telling you like that's one of my top three 
uh, podcast I love listening to. And I know them. They're super nice guys. And they have good stories, reminisce of East LA back in the day. I think in a way you would be like the, the, the perfect guest for them. And uh, it's, <laughs> I don't know, if you want me there, I'll go. I don't care. Yeah. And they have, like, they just have, there's, oh my gosh, they're so nice. And uh, I, like I said, again, no father, no problem. Get her on your podcast. Get Sarai <laughs> on your podcast because I don't know why, but when you feel that that comfort, you feel that the energy and that love and that, and that passion and how she cares about East L.A., you have something going. I love it here. Thank you. you yeah, but I like where, like I said, I don't. I kind of want to keep on saying I know where your head's at, but <laughs> I, I know how, how you, your podcast is gonna be. Okay. Um, also, uh, I know that from time to time you help out with Evil Cooks, right? And what else foods that they make? What what foods do Evil Cooks? Yeah, make? yeah. So they're really famous. Um, I can't remember the event they went and collaborated with Balam. And um, they they made the flan taco. Have you seen that? Mm. Have you had it? No. Okay. So a they, flan taco? Yes. So it's like this hybrid tortilla. Okay, I'm I'm ready to start drooling. It's a hybrid tortilla, and then they have a flan with like coconut shaving on it, and like um, some like orange mist. I don't. All I know is they bring it together. It, like it's topped with mint, and it's fucking bomb that's what they're known for then they they i think they cook everything you can think of they do um tacos in canasta um sometimes they go full vegan sometimes i heard that vegan. from taco chronicle taco de canasta yeah that guy oh, the lady dressed, the lady the, the guy canasta. lady yes oh my gosh yes, i i follow i follow him and i was like taco de canasta. i follow her too she's super awesome i love 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 i the fact that they had her on, that was super amazing. I like, I, I didn't know the part when the, the, the taco basket, when you put all that stuff in, in the basket, I saw what they put the smoke to make it warm. Right. Boom. Like quick. Yeah. Yeah. They close it quick. Yes. I was like, Ooh. And so my, my grandma, um, she is indigenous from Michoacan and mm-hmm. my mom is she knows Michigan? How to cook all of them. Oh, yeah. Michigan. <laughs> yeah. No, Michigan. <laughs> well, well, a lot of people say Michigan. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I get it. I know. I, I know. know. But um, they, she knows how to cook all of that. She she has history of like, oh, we used to sell that when I was in Mexico and I used to do this and that. So wow. I just. I well, and they're riding, bath, they're riding their bikes with all like, and it's calling out. Right. No, my mom didn't even have shoes at that time. So they would just walk from place to place selling the tacos. What the fuck? Yes. And it's hot. And hot, I'm sure. Yes. Their, their feet just like are like immune to the heat. I think she said she was like in her teens when she first got her first pair of shoes and it was like the most exciting thing for her, but. I'm sure that's what kept her healthy because you need that connection with the earth and, you know, we don't get that here much. <laughs> yeah, it's high. I mean, you don't even be walking barefoot in Arizona when it's 120 degrees. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Now it's hotter. Now it's hotter. I get, I get it. But that's just like, uh, that, I, yeah. I think you adjust though. I feel like. Yeah. The climate, the, right. if it's humidity over there, yeah. it's like, oh, that's like, it's like, if it's like 90 over here, it's like, oh, that's like 60 over here to us. If you grew up walking barefoot, I feel like it wouldn't matter how hot it was. I'm sure your feet would adapt to whatever you would say. It just depends. Yeah. I get it. Um, also, uh, you're into art. I do. I, I love Frida Kahlo is what it is. Everyone does. I don't know. Have you, I've loved Frida Kahlo for a really long time. Uh-huh. So I think... Um, I just... The reason why I say that for is just that they they love it, but they don't... They don't... Uh, 
you know, they try to pose, they try to be posers. Right. So what yeah. happens is she became so mainstream and exactly. she's pop culture now. And um, I don't like posting it as much anymore because it's so cliche now, which I feel like, I don't know Frida Kahlo, obviously, I don't know her personally, but I feel like she that was not what she was going for, right? But I really enjoyed her art since maybe early high school. And um, and ever since then, I collect anything to do with Frida Kahlo. And my home is filled with Frida, like if you can tell. And then I have a portrait of my daughter, and then here, and then I have Diego Rivera. But um, I just, I try to stay away from it as far as like social media because I know she's just really commercialized now. And it just thinks, you saw Barbie try to make her, and they never asked for rights. Ooh. And then there was a huge letter written to Barbie, like saying, you don't own the rights. We have no idea why you're trying to sell this doll. And I can't remember if they ended up pulling it out of their like line of dolls they were trying to release or not. But, mm-hmm. you know, she's just, she's pop culture now. And mm-hmm. people don't respect the fact that there's so much history there, that she was a huge revolutionary, that she broke the norms, that she wasn't your housewife, that she didn't have children, that she fucking slept with women and men right like there's so much i was gonna tell you that i didn't know she was like bisexual she was bisexual yeah and it was you know she was open to everything and anything can you imagine a woman in the age that she lived like being so fucking careless and free and like that's you wouldn't you can't be like that revolutionary revolutionary but in mexico you'll be frowned upon right you'll be crazy radical like she was just and, and that's the thing that's what she represented and i feel like being so pop culture how she is like sort of thrown around now you know what i kind of noticed that with uh people who are into art a lot they express who how they are um if they're gay bisexual straight they're just they're very um open-minded right and this because that's how art is that's how you express how you feel right of what, how you are in real life but you have to express that with art Right, it's a form so of expression. I, yeah, so back then I didn't understand it, but now I get it now. Because now um, you have to have an open mind because there's a lot of uh, transsexuals now. Right. You know, lesbians, gays, you know, they're all equal. Well, I feel like know. they've always been around. It's just now we're Seen allowing now. the openness. Because, Seen it now. Right. You know, yeah. with the, and then it's like two steps forward, one step back. Like. Yeah. It's, it, you know, with the older generation, they don't like that, but you have to adapt. Right. It, that was a good there's something I, I was talking to my uh, girl we're gonna have a son and there were situations where some of my family members if you were gay or lesbian you you just fell off the deep end they exclude right. you and I told my girl what would happen if we have a, our, a son Emiliano and what happens if he says to us dad I'm gay would you accept him for who he is well, of course mm-hmm. a lot of people wouldn't but you know, like I have to, I love my son no matter what. Right. If he, if I have a daughter, if I have a daughter and she tries to say, "Dad, I'm lesbian," cool. Lana makes you happy. Yeah. You know, you just have to live with it. You know, like oh my God, to live with it, but live like be happy for him. Right. Whatever makes him happy. So it's that a lot of people, little by little, it's dying down where people are just coming out of the woodworks and. And if your kids are going to come out where they say there's a such thing as a gay gene mm-hmm. or something like that. But, dude, if your kids are gay and lesbian, love them for no matter what. Don't right. turn your backs on them and be like, oh, whatever. I'll talk to them because they're this and, and you see them different. Right. So I grew up in a very um, conservative religion, Seventh-day Adventist. Mm. And I still, I, 
I'm not gonna lie, like I have this huge connection to it because they're my roots. Mm -hmm. But I had a conversation with somebody, um, I think it was a, yeah, it was a family member. Yeah. And I had brought up the topic that um, she had gone to SDA school for about a year because um, we just had to make some changes. Uh -huh. And she comes home one day and she says, is it true if I don't get married, I'm gonna go to hell? Really? Right, so then her friends, something had been brought up about like, you need to marry a man in the, in the class. And then her her classmates were like, if you don't marry, if you don't get married, you're gonna die, right? So she came home like super fucking scared. And I was like, no. At the time, um, my very close friends, I was like, do you see um, Nina? Because I have, they're all honorary Ninas because we don't baptize like in the Catholic church. So I was like, do you see Nina Nini? She's not married. Did she die? She was like, no. And Nina Liz, no. And I was just like, no, you don't have to get married. If you want to get married, that's going to be fine. If you don't get married, we're totally fine with it. And that topic comes up so often. Mm -hmm. And so I had a conversation about the fact that we're taught that if you're gay or lesbian in our religion, like you don't, you are not accepted in, in the kingdom of heaven. And that's just sort of, but that's a very old school mentality. I feel like I'm now um, learning that people that are practicing the SDA religion are being more progressive and more open and obviously... I see in Long Beach there's some churches that accept gay people and lesbians. And I feel like, okay, but why do we have to have the right to accept people? Like, who are we to fucking say, like, you're okay to come? Like, it's okay if you're gay lesbian. Like, no, that's not how it fucking works. Like, that's not definitely the... the um, what I'm trying to teach my daughter. So that person questioned me like, well, you wouldn't tell her that it's wrong. And I was like, but it's not wrong. Like that's not, that's not something that I feel um, I should frown upon. Like whatever she decides, whatever sexuality she decides to like, whatever path she decides to go down on, like personally, I feel that I'm gonna accept my daughter for who she is just the way that you're saying. So mm -hmm. I feel like all these very old school, like first testament um i know my mom's very old school too so i wouldn't even say that it's old because it's still happening like a lot of people think like oh no like you're gay you you're gonna go to hell and it's like really like what really is hell like we just had a mass shooting this is not fucking hell like really like it's what we make of it right mm -hmm. i don't know i have like a million things going on all the time and i feel like me worrying about my daughter's sexuality should be should not be one of them and i feel like i'm an acceptor no matter fucking what and I mean, that's the message I send out, but I know I have family members that don't fall on the same or don't agree with me. And, and that's okay. Everybody has their own opinion. And, mm -hmm. and, and then that's that, you know? I totally get it. You, everyone has, you gotta, you gotta have an open mind. Right. That's all I have to right. say. No, right. no, it's a, it's a good topic and it's, it's good to talk about and, and, you know, that, you know, update people and let them know like, Hey, this is what's going on. You know, right. times are changing. Right. Accept it. Situations are very subjective. You can't just generalize. It worked for somebody. It didn't work for somebody else. Okay, well, yeah. then that was their very specific situation and their very specific path. Awesome. I like that topic right there. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about when you say crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I think how, uh, that's for my intro episode, and I was talking about my sisters. How so crazy we, are they? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Having yeah, six yeah. sisters? Yeah, it's... it's Who was crazy. fighting for the bathroom? Everybody. So we used to live downstairs. The uh -huh. home it was just downstairs. When my parents bought the home, they would rent upstairs. So they own this, all this. Yes, and it was only one room for five girls. So there was 
two sets of bunk beds. I knew it. And I would swap every day. I would sleep with somebody different. So because I was the youngest, I was stuck fucking sharing. If I was like that, I would stiff in the blankets. Like who smells here? Yeah, who farted? I, I don't want these. And you couldn't sleep with sister number two because she had fucking green silk sheets and like God forbid he got drool on that shit, right? So well, you could see that shit. Oh my goodness! What crazy a- to the point where they would fight. And they would lock the door and fucking box it out. And my mom would be like, Ara la pinche puerta. Like bad. Like really, really bad. Fuck. Yeah. Like crazy, 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 right? Everybody's all professional now and everybody will deny it. But that's the truth. Six, four, two, two bunk beds. And be like, okay, who's going to sleep on top? Because the eldest one was married. She didn't live with us anymore. But it was five of us in one room. Wow. And my parents didn't Was it hot in there or air conditioning? Oh, it was so hot. No, how would no you air conditioning. How would you sleep at night in the hot air? You just... You, you did what you had to do. That's a joke. You had to be grateful. You had a fucking place to sleep. You know what a funny story? Whoever lived up on top, they got an art. There was like domestic violence. They shot a gun. And it went through um, sister number... She used to sleep on top. Sister number four and sister number three. And I was sleeping in that bunk set, I remember. And the bullet went through, down, to the bedroom got in and then that type of bullet would shatter so then um, they both have pieces of bullet in them and they were I don't want to say anything older than like 15 16 years old when this happened to them it's like crazy shit like that and so they were taken to the hospital like huge obviously huge investigation and DCFS involved and all these things but um, we've we've gone through some serious shit together (laughs) well you get shot at like you're sleeping like oh man that's scary And so I remember um Jenny, her name's Jenny. She like woke up and she said she remembered she woke up because she felt the burning and she had no idea what was going on. And it was the bullet pieces inside of her freaking leg. So to the day when she goes through a metal detector, she still has like little piece bits and pieces of bullet. That's it's crazy. fucking crazy, right? Oh man, that's that's another that's a that's a crazy crazy story. That's a crazy crazy yeah. crazy. You, you, I don't know if you could beat that one, yeah. but that's something where it's like sleeping and bam, you know, it just happens upstairs. Right. right. Oh and my. like so imagine like seven people in one household, one bedroom. My parents would sleep in the living room, and then that's how we were. Would you bring guys over who had boyfriends? No, nobody. My dad was like crazy fucking strict. macho Mexican. He oh was like he was a like macho, like machista, hardcore machista. No, you can't you can't marry into your forty. Like, right, like you can't marry. Period. Like he was just like hardcore about everybody not having boyfriends and. What the? So who was the one who rebelled first? It was sister <laughs> number four. Sister She's number like, four was I'm like bringing her boyfriend. She decided to, I remember, join, like, activities at school. And she was like, fuck that. I'm going to do it. And she broke it for everybody else. So then it got easier and easier. Then the father was okay with it. like, oh. Yeah, then he loosened up. So by the time I was going to school, or we were all going to school, actually. But by the time I got a little older, I would go to dances. And I was able to be in basketball. And, like, he was a little bit more loose about it. But he's always been a very strict man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can imagine. You have six daughters, like... How stressful! Fuck that. Yeah, how stressful. Could I mean, be? I mean, having four kids, but having if I would have had four daughters, I would have been like, I would have had gray hair already by by next week. He's had like three heart attacks and like four strokes, and he's bald, and we always make fun of him. Grandkids? Yeah, there's 15 grandchildren. 15. So I have two, and then everybody's like two, three, two. Like it's. Man, I, I'm sorry to say this is unfiltered, but. When, when you have a macho Mexican guy and you have six daughters and you say no boyfriends, they're going to go on a jumping spree. That's exactly they're what They're going, happened. like, I'm going to jump on that one, yeah. that one. He's... 
that's the thing. You're really, really strict. Like, your kids are bound to be out and about and be fucking wild as shit, right? And so not all of us were as wild, but I can say that for, at least from my experience, I fucking let loose when I was in college. I was like, hey, like, Party. what's up? Yeah. I got yeah. kicked out of um, my dorms my freshman year because I was smoking weed in the restroom. Oh, well, now it's legalized now. I mean, now it's no big deal, but then it was a I, huge... You know, I, I, people always tell me, Mega Man, do you, do you smoke? I smoke once in a while, but I take an edible right. because I need it for my sleep. So okay. I can relax and all I started that. taking these. I just happen to have them here, but I'm taking these like CBD drops. And I was telling a friend, oh, you yeah. know what? Like, I really like how I feel, but at night, I have like very fucking funky dreams. And she's like, dude, you're yes. tripping out. Yes, like, true. What? There's on it where there's some stuff that you take and you, you get funky dreams. I, I had took some edibles and I felt like I was in a dream and I couldn't wake up and I was scared. Oh, shit. I couldn't wake up. It's really trippy. I have a lot of the, or I, I used to have a lot of those, but they were with my grandma. Like, my mom's mom would be holding me down, and I would always fear her. And then finally, I put her up on my wall, and I was like, I'm not fucking scared of you anymore. Because... I, I, I took an edible one time, and I was, like, so messed up for, like, two days. I slept. I felt like I was floating in my dream. I looked up. I was like, Fuck. I really am floating. I am floating, you know? Like, you watch that movie Half Bake where the dog's floating right. and the guy ate, he's like, that's me. I love that movie. And he's like, that's me right there. He's like, fuck you, fuck you. You're, you're cool. cool. I always say that. I, yeah. I say that to people. Fuck you, fuck you. you you're kiss- cool. I don't say cool, you kiss my ass. <laughs> but yeah, but just, um, I just need it for my sleep. But like I said, you get dreams where like, it felt real. Right. You know? I know. I was like, dude, they're like really fucking colorful, like technicolor fucking real shit. She's like, you're trippy now. Don't take them at night. I was like, oh, I don't I, know. I had took an edible and I felt like my grandpa passed away when I was like eight years old. And in my in my dream, he saw like, grandpa, what's up? He shakes his head and said, what, man? It's like, you know, down to earth, you're fucking up, man. <laughs> what the fuck, little sucio boy? Back yeah. then, I was a little sucio. Yeah. But Why? I just... Because you just wouldn't shower? No, Susio, like, I was, like, a little player back oh, in the day. Oh, got it. Like, a little Susio. Like, I used to, back then... Mac around. Mac around dating <laughs> and stuff. And he was shaking his head. And I, re- I still remember, it's like, you know, maybe you're not ready for marriage or, or this. But I think when you get older, when you reach your 35 or 36, you're going to find someone right. like, who's going to give a fuck about you. But in a way, you know, you can have your fun. But in real, in life... Don't be that person where you're just going to be single forever. Right. Because it will get lonely. Right. I, I, that's how it, it always dawned on me. Because I always feel like when people say, like, oh, why do you date a lot of people? Well, you try, it's not because you want to sleep around or do this. You're trying to find that right person for you. Mm-hmm. You know? And, okay, I like this girl, but she, I don't like this. I like that girl. She didn't like this. I think in a way, it all little by little was all coming together until you find that the right special someone in that world where that's the one Mm -hmm. that's what I felt like and I felt like with my with my girlfriend now we dated nine years ago and we rekindled the fire and it was just the right timing at the right place that's good and uh the chemistry the the communication everything you work for each other now that's good you didn't work for each other then oh yeah it's just everything at the time I was going out separation she was going through her situation and when we got together um I was in a little, this was like going in my little depressed mode where am I going to be single forever, mm-hmm. going through a lot of situations and stuff. And her dad 
was going through some stuff in the hospital. Her mom had cancer and, and everything. She's like, what do I do? And it, it was just, everything happened for a reason. I think in a way we just needed each other and we made it work. We have our hiccups here and there in the early stages, but now we're together. She said to me, you know, we've been together for eight months, you know, and everything like, too. It seems like it's almost like a month. Mm-hmm. But everything, people always tell me, oh, you guys going right, going fast. Like, no, because we already, we already knew each other. Right. And we, I spent time with her. And people always say, Are, do you get tired of each other? No. I have to put up with her shit anyway. Right. I mean, you have to get used to her farts somehow. Right. <laughs> I mean, you have to get used to stuff like, you know, whatever. But uh, a lot of people... Like, what are you talking about? Women don't shit. <laughs> no, they fart, you know? Yeah. They I mean, don't fart. She has, to, she has to fuck around and put... I want to put the, pour the covers and fart. Like, you know, it's all good. But they always say... Or, I mean, in sexual thing, they say, um, are you willing to have steaks and eggs forever? Mm. Which means, like, are you going to be okay with that same platter forever? It's right. like, well, of course, you know? You just got to mix it up. Chop it up, get a polita, right. you know, scramble eggs, or do this, <laughs> put some tapatio sauce. Throw in a wig. <laughs> Whatever. But that's just how, that's how it is. Like, and with me and her, we have a good communication. Good. If there's a situation, and I feel with her vibe, and I, I can tell her, what do you want to say to me? And she's just like, how did you know? Because I know you. I right. know your, how your movement, your reaction, I know how you are. You have something to say. Let it out. Mm-hmm. And we let, we express That's the way. That's like a healthy way of communication. Yeah, it's the only way. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, is this is something where we're learning at it and there's a lot of good topics we talk about i had her on my podcast really having a, a having a boyfriend and girlfriend uh, episode it that's it's something different because i want to hear her point of view and what's been going on right. if she tells me hey steven i want to do a podcast with you and i'm like what did i do <laughs> I, said, did I do something wrong i said no i want to talk about this whatever and that's been good and a lot of people love her and you know she's a She's a good woman. That's good. And I'm happy for both of I just, I was really, really stoked is that she accepted my kids. Right. You gotta, it's hard. And that's why it was hard to, for me to date, to see if I date someone, how are they going to, how is she going to love my kids? Right. And that's always going to be a big must. I know for me, um, at times when things get rocky, I mean, 10 years of marriage, it's a really fucking long time, right? You go through really highs, really lows and... And the biggest thing for me, and especially because of my son, um, I always think like, dude, how am I going to do it? Like, how would I do it if, if let's say some shit would go down and I wouldn't be married anymore? Like for me, my, I get self-conscious that I have a daughter and, and then I have somebody, a son with disability. And then I always think like, how the fuck do people date after like, right? Like I don't like all those thoughts go through your mind. And I, I thought just about think, that. I think about that every time when the when because our, it's a it's a really heavy load to like mm-hmm. have somebody who's not their parent take responsibility. So yeah, um, I think a lot of times that, that it's just scary for people that go through that. For me, I get I just, it. I get it. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people say to me like, "Oh, isn't it kind of weird having three baby mamas?" So it's like, well, not really. It's only two. It's like, what do you mean two? It's like, well, having three baby mamas, yeah, but there's only two. So what do you mean by that? Well, my two boys live with me. They don't live with their mom. Right. So that's only two. Right. You know, like, you don't, don't deal with I that. I don't deal with that because they don't, she gave them up. Yeah. So that's only two moms. Right. I'm the mom. Right. I'm the dad. Right. But, you know, like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's just because it, I get this a lot where a lot of women, they'll DM me mm-hmm. or they'll tell me, 
you know your kids shouldn't be with you. They should be with the mother. Well, they're, the kids are only going to be who's who ha, who ha, who can raise them and shelter them and be there for them. Right. Like know? who's going to be there supporting them mentally? Who's going to be yeah. there supporting them socially? Who's going to be right? Like yeah. there's so it's, much. It's a lot to of it, work. So. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, and uh, only because you're the mother doesn't necessarily mean. And I'm I'm big on this because I work with kids. Like that doesn't necessarily mean like that's the best fit for the child. And at the end of the day, I think all the kids go through traumas. But the fact that you force situations because that's what people think or society assumes like oh they need to be with their mother no like women go through shit too they fucking do drugs and they date fucking dicks and they you know like there's so many components to it that you again you can't pass judgment on people because every situation is so fucking subjective it's very specific to that yeah and this obviously worked for you and your kids must be yeah way better off than yeah you you i'll get hiccups here and there but i mean you just have to make the best of it right. no one's perfect you know like i'm you know i don't have the best relationship with me and my ex with my daughter right but you know there's we talked about it earlier like i have to take a little time off and regroup and and try to figure something out where i can see my daughter but i'm not crying over it on social media or this right which a lot of people like be like i said boy cry wolf right you know it's like hey i'm gonna be there i love my daughter you know i she has benefits child support everything and all that doing everything but you know like if my daughter grows up and said what happened i'm gonna let you let you know right but and also you can understand when you grow up listen to my podcast and you know why oh dad was never around right she will know the truth right she can hear her side or her mom's story right or you can hear mine but it's all good right yeah i just try not to uh reflect on old runes like that you know it just you got to just keep on going right you know things will get better yeah and that's the only thing i do and i just like i said because you get caught in the negative then you're gonna fucking be there yeah Yeah, i don't yeah i get it i get it yeah um also um i want to talk about um with your podcast uh what's your focus what's what's your what's the focus for your podcast in the future for the future, so I, I almost feel like I wouldn't even want to change. It's still a baby stage. We're in baby stages right now. Right, for two like I feel like I'm gonna run with what is working right now, and mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. basically is having um, women come on. So yeah. it, it really is women entrepreneurs, yeah, like Sarah, um, women in their field like Gabriela, women, um, oh, okay. Okay. Um, women in the community like. Um, uh, Yesenia Gush, like they all come from different lines, they all come from different experiences, they all have such like different ways of thinking and living. Mm-hmm. And and for me, this is working like having people with just one platform sharing it with like all these different women. And I, I feel like right now it's working. Um, maybe down the line I would tweak it, maybe not, but I feel like I, right now I'm just focused on getting from here to December. And if I um, have enough, and, and I feel like I have enough episodes from here to December, mm-hmm. then that's that's my goal for now. Like hitting the six month mark. Actually, would it be six months? I don't even know how many months from here to December. I started in April, yeah. and yeah. Then, right? Yeah. But that that's it. It's the focus. I don't want to switch it right now. I feel like it's working. It's it's what people are liking, and and I feel like it's working for the community and everybody that comes on. So. I love it. Always have what we talked about earlier. Just have more episodes a little backed up just in case you right. some situations happen you know like why was why i told you you're like damn it's a lot of episodes you know like to me my average oh, i need to have backed up this is my it could be different i need to have like 25 backed up 
Right. You know, for everything. Because I go by numbers and stuff. Well, sometimes I don't say numbers. I just put it out. Right. You know, because what happens if I can't get this person or this and all that? But there's going to come a time. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm getting all these episodes out and, and... See, but you're posting, what, like three episodes a week, right? Three episodes a week. And then I think for me it works um, to pump out like one episode a week because I Just start off. It's good. Start off. that and I feel like I think giving light to that one person for that entire week. Like I I have a lot of positive feedback coming and then I share it with the person that came on and, and they really like the fact that, hey, like this person enjoyed it or... I'm telling you, like, Gabriela's um, podcast has probably had, like, the most positive impact because she talked about normalizing therapy in Latino communities. Mm -hmm. And I've had people still now, like, she was up uh, for two weeks, but I have people messaging me saying, hey, I listened to this podcast and now I understand I need a therapist. Or, hey, like, I really enjoyed the fact that she was very raw and you were very raw. And, like, just getting, like, feedback back and forth. I like that. With everybody, everybody that's been up. Yeah. Um, And I I don't know. It works. I only only put out three episodes a week because I'm into the craft beers right now. Right. So I already know... People are going to listen. Oh, it's another craft beer episode. I want to see what this but one. But there's that much content, right? I yeah. like that. What more content. But when I, when, I, when I come back, it's going to be three episodes a month. One episode, like a week, whatever. Right. But people are going to be like, hey, what's up with the craft beer episode? Like, I'm still going to do it from time to time. But I'm going to bang out more craft beer episodes as much as I can. Right. But letting the my listeners know it will go back to normal but in a way i'm still kind of tweaking maybe i should do a separate podcast so ha- controlling two podcasts right and what we're talking about with that's a good challenge it's challenge I'm like willing to see how that goes down challenge but in a way next year i will be hunting for sponsors that's very good you got to get some sponsors yeah. who are going to support you and that's where i had i've been having a hard time because you're I'm so independent I could have a guest here a comedian or this and that they want you to be on a straight path of be right. one dimensional where right. I can't so then they it's not as organic as you're used to like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to follow a certain pattern and uh, yeah I, I don't want to be told what to do right I like to I like to consider myself um, as a maverick a maverick I yeah. think I get called a rebel by my boss rebel so maverick you know so the so same like oh, I said you're such a rebel and I'm like oh, or sometimes a gypsy I do what I want I just go, I go travel wherever I go a nomad no man no man no man no mad <laughs> oh I, I was always like oh yeah I don't need no man no 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 mad oh. it's like moving from place to place kind of well that's just how it is but um yeah just i'm just gonna play it out you know for the you know next year and see and take a little time kind of refocus and see have any ideas of how um i want my podcast to be right because you know like with yours is at two months mine's at 10 i'm still baby stages still but I, i just don't like it when people tell me you have five or six years experience like no how can you say that i have a stuttering problem Right. I, I, I even I craft to correct myself. I even venge like I hate it when I hear myself like, damn, I sound like that. See for me, that's what I was telling you. Like playing it back, I'll say things like I really speak from the heart when I'm doing the podcast. I don't yeah. try to stage or say things because I feel like people are gonna approve more of me in one way or another. And then I'll replay it and I'm like, fuck, did I really fucking say that right? I always like, get really self conscious about. I always have my notepad and whatever things I did wrong on the episode, I write it down. See, but why why is it wrong though? 
I don't know. No, there's no wrong. It's, I feel it's, like you're... It's wrong. You're do- yeah, exactly. It's good. It's good to be wrong. So there's no reason why you should be... I For me, I critique it because I feel like I'm going to hurt people's feelings. And then I I like sit back down and I'm like, you know what? But that's as fucking real as it's going to get, right? You, like, Yeah. You win some, you lose some. You right. gain, you lose followers, you gain followers. You you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I always... When people who start the podcast, hey, I want to start a podcast, how I do, I'll let them know. Right. But I know what... There, I know what they mean. They want the easy way to make a podcast, but mm-hmm. they don't want to go do their crying. So I'll make this very light. I don't want to get very controversial. Um, Why are you getting so controversial, Stephen? No, I'm just kidding. I know. Ooh, I like it. My question's yeah. for me. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now we get to the crazy, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy. The reason why, because a lot of people think like I have connections with Felipe, Martin, George Perez, all these big people. Oh, you need them to bail you out on your podcast, which means like they have to help you build your episodes. Like, no, right. no, 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 no doesn't work like that. I asked them if you want to come on. But what I'm trying to do is I'm grinding where I don't get paid to do this. I'm traveling mm-hmm. to for my guests. Right. I'm putting the effort like almost half the whole week, maybe an extra 30 hours, um, you know, getting the guests, mm-hmm. scheduling the dates, right. the, the editing, right. the social media, right. you know, the grind. Not feeling sorry, people feeling sorry for me, like, oh, I need help, whatever. You're gonna have fakes, you're gonna deal with all trolls, you're gonna deal with all that into one. But they're gonna see and see, is he really into it? Is he really, is he gonna be into that grind where should we give him a chance to be on the podcast? And they're gonna look, they're gonna hear your podcast to see how much they heard it from the beginning to now right and uh, they see and there's a lot of people I won't mention names I'll tell you off air they were like man Megan man I have to admit you, I have so much respect for you and I was like why I thought in a way you were going to give up but you know what you kept on grinding mm-hmm. and grinding and grinding and there was times I thought you wanted to quit but you kept on doing it there's one picture I'll show you when we have time Joe Rogan and Brian Redband started the podcast years ago right i know i actually follow joe rogan so i know exactly what you're talking about the picture where they didn't have the equipment and right. all that and said well if they can do that and look at joe rogan now he's getting paid and all this i want my podcast to be in that when i post a picture up of that i got so much scrutiny why are you focus on then why don't you just focus on you say yeah but you know what i put that picture because that's my goal. You're setting a goal, I'm right? I'm setting a goal. If they can do it and look how their podcast is right. growing, I want my podcast. So it's, it's a dream. Right. Because still the day Joe Rogan's still doing the Ice House and he's still, right? Like there's like a million hustles. I met him two times. I met him two times. Super nice guy. I've seen him at the Ice House a few times. Super short too, yeah. huh? Uh, yeah, he's a good, he's a good size. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. When you got to have goals and, and there's times where I do overnight. When I'm working, I'm coming up with ideas like, ooh, I want to get this. I want to get that. I'm listening to different podcasts. I'm listening to different people's points of views. I'm listening to yours. Right. I only listen to podcasts overnight. Mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes if I have time in the daytime, but I was banging yours out on uh, on Friday and Thursday, right. trying to get caught up and kind of get speed up with um, what's your podcast all about. That's I mean, that's humbling. I'm telling you, like, thank you. Thank you for not getting bored, first of all. I'm like, okay, I'm not fucking boring. <laughs> I only went to always, but I won't mention names of <laughs> podcasts. If you're bored, I'm, 
I wouldn't have you on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but I like where you're at. And I, I just want you to be in our circle um, with different podcasts we'll talk about later. But um, that's one thing I just, I, I have goals and I just want to um, help each other out, you know, like doing this podcast episode I know I'm gonna get new followers and you're gonna get new followers and and you have I like your podcast because you have something going on and and I'm do whatever I can to support you down thank the you, road thank you because that, that just means that then you're supporting the line of women that have been on and yeah. and, and then just right you know we're like breaking that I always do getting that out and then it, be awesome. it, it, we're gonna figure out and do whatever we can. I think I have some ladies. Maybe I can try to see if they would want to be on your podcast. Right. We're gonna make something work. And I'm like big on networking, so I went to an event. Um, it was like Meet the CEO by Hija de tu Madre. Have you heard of that company? It's in East LA too. It's like right by the Mariachi Plaza. I have to see. And she had a few women that just. I came. was at Yaya's. Uh, yeah, yes. I, it's I, a I restaurant. Remember. It's right there by the Mariachi Plaza. It's okay. right across the street. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, now, yeah, it's right, right there. I went, I went to that event, and it was um, a lot of women entrepreneurs. And I didn't consider myself a business because I feel like, again, I'm not making money off of this. I'm like really there to strictly network and just sort of get like everybody's story out. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, okay, I showed up to this event with like no expectations. And I made a lot of connections there. I went to Concha Con, that was here in um, Lincoln Heights um, Plaza, or I'm not really sure, Plaza de Arbas, I think it's called. And I met a lot of vendors and a lot of like women fucking hustling, like trying to do things. And my favorite thing out of all of this has to be like the networking, making positive connections, and then really pumping those stories out because they're really, they're really important, I feel. It's like really fucking important to hear hey like we have this journey like we have stephanie that works in behavior and like we talk about things that you would never dare to say or you she talks about things that like didn't i don't know like it didn't ring a bell until we discussed it on and that's that's what i want and i feel like if you help push me you help push all these women and that's the fucking goal so Mm -hmm. i love that support each other right like the networking and the socializing and like yeah yeah if any events if you have anything going on like you got to be there and and that's where you know like people little by little did and this is it i'm getting used to this because when you have people that's come to you and say are you mega man for the mega man's podcast you know or they talk about your podcast you're gonna feel like oh let me take a picture or you know this i get a little awkward but i always it's it's humbling to it's meet them. It's so humbling. Yeah. I feel like you reached out and you said, um, um, goodness, what's no, this podcast no, called? Uh, the Mega Man's Podcast? No, 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 not yours. Um, no Father, No Problems? No, tampoco ese. Sergio, Dudes from LA Podcast? Uh, Dudes from LA Podcast, right? He was talking about your, your uh, you on your podcast, talked about, and I was like, man, I heard that, I heard that podcast name. And when I was following certain people, I guess you followed, and it said suggestions of new people. Right. That's when your podcast popped out on my Megan Man's podcast. If I follow his, right. And that's when you, Sarah's Barkett, tagged that I saw that picture. It's like, oh, let me click on that. Right. So I was being a little troll, and I, I saw it. I clicked on it. And I was well, like, not a troll because you weren't hating. <laughs> no, no, I was curious because I was like, "There's something in that." You know what? It caught me. The picture, the the black heart, right. that captured my eye. 
I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it to see what's up, and I clicked subscribe to it, and I was like, okay, it's ten, okay, okay, and then the only thing I had a problem we talked, you know, was different, but it's just that right. there was a January had a gap. Right, and I don't know how to change that. Maybe you can help me later. <laughs> see what's up. Yeah, because yeah. I work. I don't know if you could change platform. that. I don't think I can either. I don't. But yeah. um, I I don't know how I posted that, but I literally since I started that that episode, it's been like one week after another, and it's like been nonstop and. It's been like such a humbling, like positive experience. Yeah. A lot of people were uh, DM me and like, you're gonna have her on. I said, yeah, like, huh? They're like, kind of weirded, not weirded out, but like, it's almost curious. Like, how do you know her? It's right. like, you know, it's just, it's just the people. I already. It's networking. <laughs> it's networking, and that's where the, the next topic thing. Like, a lot of, I noticed that we have similar friends we know. Right. You know, Chewy. Right. Sergio again. You know, the hood footy. Oh, that's my boy. Right. The hood footy's the man. You got to have him on. Well, when he goes co-ed, but we'll have, we'll have Steven first yes. on Sarah's Steve, market. Steve Sarah. He can, like, sort of throw out, like, shout-outs in the background. Yeah, yeah, what's up, Steven? No, yeah. And, like, I, again, I'm open to, like, um, like both coming on. Like, I, that's never the case. I always, actually, I've been up front and said, hey, do you want, because at first I had told, like, Thiefsa. Do you know Thiefsa from... Like she has a restaurant, Thieves has in um, downtown LA. I think I don't. I correct. Is that it's a, it's a husband and wife, right? It's a husband and wife. Okay, I think she was on Dudes from LA podcast. She was. She killed it. She was. I like how they met. Like I like them. You know why I like that episode? Because it was long distance. <laughs> they had a long distance to to meet up and halfway. Yeah. And and now um I want to make time to go over there. It's really good. I saw the corn. saw the French fries. Like, is bomb. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I, for me, I do the corn with the hot Cheetos. The hot Cheeto corn. It's like really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But I, I had mentioned to her, like, let's do the podcast. And she was like, yes. And then um, her husband, Steve, was like, what about me? Right? And I was like, um. At first, I was like, um. I think I'm going to just get Thirsa, right? And then I mentioned to Elvia from Evil Cooks, like, hey, come on. And I had her alone. And then Alex sat out for it. And then after that podcast, I was like, you know what? This isn't a man bashing fucking podcast. Like, I like, don't... I, I, you know, if that happened to me, you know. But you know what? They thought when um, Badass Chicas had my girl on, you know, I th- my girl was like, you think they're going to have you on? I said, no, no, no. I'm professional. Right. It's all about you. Right. But you know what? The thing, what they're noticing, like, wow. They, you know, Steven, which everyone, Megan, man, <laughs> but it's like, he's not butthurt that he's not on because this is a woman's right. podcast. But what I was doing is I was helping my girl's social media and their social media right. as I was doing lives, taking pictures, doing the behind the right. scenes whatsoever in the background where instead of making it into a negative thing, I made it into a positive thing to right. boost their numbers up and everything. Right. Yeah, I know. Like- <laughs> yeah, but that's what I was doing and stuff, and I just, yeah, I I, I know the limits and stuff, but right. like you said, you have to be professional. It's not about. Who. I don't feel like they were unprofessional. I feel like at the end of the day, no, they you made don't. Me they, got check. Little, they, they, they they were a little bit sensitive. I don't even say it was sensitive because I feel like they like like Steve um, with yourself like he said like what about me and I feel like okay like half is joking half is serious but then I think like yeah what about Steve or what about Alex like they really fucking work together they're a unit mm-hmm. so again I don't want to send the message where I'm not I'm not a but you want to hear a woman's point of view but then I feel like they are more comfortable and vulnerable and willing to open up when they're by themselves and then that's that's the that's truth. True. 
classroom. Right. When you have a whole bunch of crowd, it's a little awkward because what happens if you have a crowd and you have a guest and you ask her some certain personal questions and the people who listen are like, well, I didn't know about this. I didn't know that shit about her. And, right. and she feels embarrassed. Right. That happened before. Right. I, yeah, I get it. It's better to do one-on-one. Right. But when they have a crowd, it's like, it's not the Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. You know? Right. I totally get it. But it's just, it's it's the learn that you get from doing the podcast and, and it, you just, like I said, when you find your way, you'll see situations and patterns and you quickly, boom, you, you adapt to it and you right. make it better. Make the best of it. Right. I know that. I like it. It's working. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what's up. Um, also, uh, we'll have two more questions and we're kind of just sign off. Um, do you have any events? Have anything popping up on your podcast? So I am in the process of getting together. I'm not really sure if to call it a workshop or some type of seminar mm-hmm. where the plan is to get all the women that I've interviewed thus far under the same roof. Because mm-hmm. again, I feel like we need to either have, and again, I'm in the process of trying to figure out, is it going to be open to the public? Just have the women and then grow from there. But I'm, mm-hmm. it, it's my goal is from here to December to have this set up, have a venue, have something going, like make it legit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then have everybody, I know um, a few people that have offered volunteers and just to get the event going. So mm-hmm. that's, that's Poderosa Podcast. Um, that's my goal. Have mm-hmm. that thing going from here to December. I think I can make, I know, I don't think, I know I can make it happen. So Yeah, if anything and stuff. I mean, that's good. Like it's always, like I said, you got to be, more relevant right. and go to events and and little by little that's where you're gonna be like oh that's she has a podcast like right what's up and then i did a live podcast for an event um really brujitas night and mi vida in um how was, Park. how was that it's it's an experience i'm in the process of editing the episode and i'm like fuck this is so different to what i've been dealing with live were people looking months. at you right so i did a live on my instagram and then i did a live for oh. the podcast so what I'm doing is just sort of editing, compiling all the interviews I have, and then just gotcha. sending it out to maybe that, posting it, and then um, and then editing a video with the live um, video that I have. But That's I badass. love it. It's like really fucking good experience. That's gonna be the first time ever gonna do that because um, there are some people that reached out to me because there's an event in Long Beach for craft beers, and uh, shout out to the craft beers of Long Beach, Dennis. He was like, hey man, you should do uh, come to the event and interview each of the home like each of the breweries in right. Long Beach and stuff except for Ballast Point which uh, we talked about earlier which I'm boycotting but um, interview them talk about their stories and their beers and all that and have all these but you know, same thing editing and all that right. and try to put it together as one that'd be something where that'd be the first time ever I did that it was an experience so just make sure you go prepared for a lot of background noise <laughs> less background noise a lot there's just a lot going on like every, if you're there recording. so if i'm doing that i wouldn't bring this what i'm gonna do is bring my phone and put it right there right because if you put it on voice memo it sounds more clear and more louder okay so i have that that's just like okay uh-huh so i had this i had people sit down on the table and then do interviews and just talk about why they joined the the, the event and why right and then the owner of mi vida Oh, you have a whole bunch of people here you're interviewing? Yeah, I just had people come and just say, like, I joined this event for X amount of reasons. And I like that because people were coming in and saying, like, yes, I am at the event because I'm seeking this out of it. And and, and it's just, it it really worked out. No, no, that's good. And then I interviewed the vendors that were there um, promoting themselves and why they were part of it, the owner, why she created the event. And 
<laughs> Everything just happens to fall together. Interesting. Like. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Um, I know I can't talk about this because a lot of, there's some fans were like, tell her she's single. She's married. Okay, I'm that's married, it. Yes. All right, so I've been stay off for ten years. Yeah, so 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 stop trolling. <laughs> you know, even that comment. You know who you are. Like, oh, you're gonna be having a hard time. No, this is professional, fucker. <laughs> Calm down, trolls. You know who you are. Because I have a. My, all my podcast listeners are very fanatical and very like, you know, that's what's up. And therefore, me, if something happens, I feel like with them, they start like bashing on that then like, you know, like that when I tell you the incident, what happened with that guy. Right. They start bashing on him and said, and he, he got a butter. I was like, don't, don't do it. She's cool. Leave her alone. Right, right. Don't leave her. She's, she's one of us, <laughs> you know, because, uh, you know, and all that. So um, I just want to say. Thank you for being on the podcast. No, thank you for having me. Oh, dude, you're like, it's, it's, it's just, it, I, I learned a lot about you, um, a lot of point of views, um, the way how you are, you you give a fuck about your city and East right. LA and all that. And um, I just want to say, I always say this from my guests, having you on, now you're considered to be in my family, the thank Mega you. Man's family. And the reason why I say that for if there's any help that you need, if you need any support, you need anything, just let me know. Me, my fans, other podcasts will be there to support you and, and build your podcast no matter what. Because right. we give a fuck. Right. Thank and, you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you I for having get... me. Thank you for reaching out. Mm-hmm. Thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable on here. I know um, at the end of the day, I know whoever's listening. Um, Mm-hmm. I want to be my true self and I want to be the truest form of myself and I want to make mm-hmm. sure that I'm doing that so that I can be a positive uh, role and, in my community. And, and that's, that's why I want and that's why I wanted you because you know um, being yourself, be more comfortable and coming on, you realize you feel more relaxed, you feel more chill on the podcast. Right. And no fucks given. And I'm happy you got to come. You you came and you got to feel what my yeah. guests usually come. And I turn on incense and I have the little plants and the sign. and People, I'll take a picture. But she made a sign for me called Welcome Mega Man's Podcast. <laughs> hey, that's the first time ever I'm going to post it. You guys clown on me. Fuck you. <laughs> I love that shit. And it has all that. The CBD. And also for all my guests, whoever bees on, I always cater to them with craft beers thank and you thank you it was delicious i'm gonna finish this yeah i know you are i don't know if i'm gonna keep sharing but <laughs> no no the, is... you can get the last can to your husband yes he's like what my photo he's <laughs> no, like sorry no, no, but you know what anytime if i come you know if you need like hey you have any beers i'm giving beers away the reason why i need that room for baby bottles right <laughs> so all my oh my 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 girlfriends which is you know my good craft beers uh you know i just you came to realize, you know, like I need more room for groceries and baby bottles and stuff. And beers come and go. They come and go. It's okay. Yes. I, the only so thing. Send them our way. <laughs> send it because after the podcast with all these crap beers, I'm going to be working out hardcore. My goal is to lose 70 pounds. Okay. 70. Are you going through a gym or you're just doing it on your own? I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to do a lot of walking. I juiced for, I've done it twice where I juiced for five straight days and um that water weight falls off like nothing as long as you keep consistent with the diet after you do the juicing it's just that i have to watch my weight because when you work overnight fast food comes into play the fast food energy food. comes energy coffee yeah. energy. my husband work works night shifts he's 
goes between day and night. So I definitely get what you're saying. I, and, I, and that's why having the adjustment working overnights and with that, to me, I don't Sitting need that. Sitting down, your digestive system slows down. Your yes. gut and your mind are connected, so whatever Plus you need sleep, here, too. Yeah, you need sleep. So all that is going to be all, we're going to try to get this. I want to bring sexy back. You know, I want to. I want to. Oh, what up? I'm not that drunk. No, I want to bring sexy back. So I want to. I want to be like how I am because they, you know when when the men get older, our metabolism gets slow. Right. So I don't want to end up like my father with a big beer belly, like a beer gut. I just I want to look fit. Where I want to live a little bit more longer to see my kids grow up and graduate. That's awesome. So that's something where that comes into play. Um, other than that, um, where can they follow you at? It's a Poderosa Podcast. Mm-hmm. I have PoderosaPodcast.com. Um, if you click on the pictures of the women that I have on, you can get to their episodes. I'm on Poderosa Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and then we're on iTunes, and we are on uh, Stitcher, and then I'm in the process of getting on more platforms. Spotify, Google, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're, we're getting, we're getting yeah. there. SoundCloud? Not yet. I'm get. I'm mm. so. I'm getting there. I'm I'll going. tell you about SoundCloud in the end. Is okay. something? There's little viruses here and there. Okay, so maybe not. Mm, no. <laughs> Other than that, no, no SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, you want to do any shout outs or anything? You want to get some plugs? Honestly, everybody that I've had, everybody from the anonymous exotic dancer, I've had. Um, oh goodness, Gabriela and Yesenia Kush and Sarah and Stephanie and. I, I'm sure I'm missing out because I've had 10 episodes, but everybody that's come out on Purple that uh, was released this week, she is just, I'm, I'm grateful for having them allow me to share their story. I'm grateful for allowing me to be that platform for them. And gotcha. I'm open to anybody that wants to nominate women to come on. My Poderosa podcast has a nomination form on there. Ooh. And anybody anybody can reach out and I will make sure I reach out to you and then we set up a date and I come to you or you can come to me and we'll get it going. Fuck yeah. It's awesome. It's open. It's, it's a nomination form because again, it's anybody and everyone that's willing to share their journey and and I'm just open and I'm willing to help the community in that way. So... <sighs> Let me know. <laughs> no father, no problem. Chinook Frank, I'm telling you, get her on, man. I'm telling you, she knows. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that she's going to blow up, man. And she's from East LA. So, hey, try to get connections, baby. Thank you. Um, other than that, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate and review. Leave me those five stars on um, Apple. Uh, you can find me on Apple, Google, Radio Public, Anchor, Spotify, Stitchers. Uh, the whole nine yards um yeah just everything just uh i'm gonna put this out um uh, maybe i think in a week or two but um yeah you know follow her you know like hey you know i heard your podcast you know and uh um again thank you for coming on the mega mass podcast no, i thank really you for having me i'm humbled i really oh, am yeah. humbled you know this has to be almost two hours this is awesome. Two-hour podcast. And so that's the... I don't know if it's a problem, but that's what I have. People come on, and we get super comfortable, and we talk about a bunch of stuff, and it's it's beautiful because then we share space, and I know. and we just really get to know each other. I know. Yeah, we, like, halfway through it, I felt like, am I interviewing him right now? Hey, you know what? Hey, when, when it gets cold, when you invite me on, we can go deep. Yeah. Because I have... I, I like uh, people who interview me because I'd be open up, and I was like, man... I can just, I can just, he can, he can talk forever. Where sometimes my girl gets the hook and be like, okay, I think it's time for you to go. <laughs> but there's something because I will one day, when you ever have me on, 
you would now understand my life and you would be like, wow. Now and I'm happy that you're in a happy space. Oh, you're yeah. in a positive space, that you're in a successful space, that you yeah. have somebody supportive. And oh, yeah. That's awesome. Like, I I'm happy it. to have, I've got to know you and I'm definitely following you and vice versa. That's what's up. Yeah. Other than that, uh, we are out. Everyone, you guys have a good night. This Thank is you so much for listening. Party on, drink. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Crazy. (laughs) Again, crazy, crazy, crazy. And maybe another Mega Man crazy. Other than that, we are out. Later, guys. Thank you.